0: what's up or fam you know what time it is and today we've got a special guest
1: let's get into this all right guys today we've got a really uh special guest on today we've got uh mr dave becker from uh numerous podcasts uh, this guy is uh, considered the encyclopedia of horror. That's right. We got a book with his name on it right here. <laughs> I want to talk to this guy whatever, and now we've got him. We've got him captive,
2: Mister Becker. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you, guys. Uh, this is this is awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's an awesome introduction. Thank you. Uh, Teach um, us some stuff. <laughs> oh, hey, um, I, I. I I learn something every time I, I do a podcast. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. and that's one of the things I love about doing it. You know? I don't want
1: to do a show with these guys. <laughs> 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 uh, no, it's funny because no. like,
0: uh, I, t- I told JT, I'm like, yeah, he's known as the encyclopedia of uh, horror. And I was like, well, JT's like, look what I got.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's awesome. your name all written all over it there what you know? go yeah that, that's greg uh, greg has called what the encyclopedia of knowledge is what yeah. he calls me on lotc and i and greg's a great friend and I, I i appreciate that it puts a little pressure on them
3: Nah, you know it,
2: it puts no a little man. pressure cool yeah um well why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and let
0: everybody know about your uh you know your podcast and things like that that you're doing so
2: All right. Yeah, I'm uh, Dave Becker. I also go by Dr. Shock. Um, And I have a few podcasts. I have my own, which is the DVD Infatuation podcast, which is on uh, the Considering the Cinema. Uh, It's part of the Considering the Cinema podcast, which is Jason Piles. Uh, He produces it for me, and that's my solo cast, and it's based on my blog, DVDinfatuation.com, where I I have a whole bunch of reviews out there, and I'm still posting some new reviews. Um, I'm continuing on with the blog. Uh, I started that back in 2010, um, and I've just kept it going. Um, and uh, as far as podcasts go, I am on, uh, of course, the Land of the Creeps with uh, my co-hosts, uh, Bill Van Bagel and Greg, uh, Greg Amortis, Greg Morgan. Um, I am on uh, there's a uh, the Phantom Galaxy. There's a uh, special... Uh, I guess like a podcast within a podcast that I do with Nathan Bartleball called The Illustrated Fan, where we discuss animated films. Um, we've done a couple of those. We have another one coming out shortly. And I'm um, on the Horror Movie Podcast uh, with uh, Gilman Joel and Wolfman Josh. And um, we were honored to have uh, been awarded the Silver Bolo by Joe nice. Bob Briggs. Uh, earlier, awesome. I guess it was I guess it was about a year ago. It's getting close to about a year ago now that we got the silver bolo awesome. uh, for HMP. Yeah, yeah, that was that was quite a thing. I woke up in the morning and I had all these messages congratulating me. I was like, oh, what's this about? <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, I had missed the episode, but um, no, it was uh, it was definitely an honor.
1: That's cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that, man. That's you a know, pretty cool. good track record there, bud. Oh yeah. Well, see, oh, that's yeah. a that's a cool
0: thing about you know. The podcast world and especially kind of the stuff that we're into, you know um horror movies or just horror now, there's um, some
2: stuff we're into that- <laughs> <laughs> He's not gonna be t- not gonna be doing a podcast on that right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um you know uh
0: it's cool because it's so easy to talk about because you're you're passionate about it, you know yeah. and um okay. you know that's what's cool I've been listening to uh, Land of the Creeps and um Phantom Galaxy. We listen to a lot of podcasts, but um, like I've been talking to Greg, as you know, we've been in some of the conversations together um, and he's going to be coming on soon too.
2: Um, That's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's just cool because, you know, like you said a little earlier, you always, you always learn every time you go on a, on a show, you know? Um, Absolutely. and, And for us, we like to make people super comfortable. Our, our podcast is completely laid back cuz we don't we, we're not worried about sponsorships yeah. we're not worried about cool. none of that you know awesome. we just we love talking about horror and like cryptids and paranormal stuff like that um but um what we're talking about tonight is something that me and JT particularly love which is the slasher genre of horror
2: yeah all right
1: so um the age of slashers yes exactly yeah.
0: that's what we call it you know it's it's um that's what got us into horror and stuff. So, um quick question for you. What's your favorite yep. slasher?
2: Well, my all-time favorite horror film is one that has been referred to as a slasher, it's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that as far as slashers go, my favorite slasher is Halloween 1978 Halloween. Absolutely. It's one of my top 10 films of all time and it is the one that Kicked off the the slasher boom. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know that it didn't necessarily have. It, it. wasn't the one that defined all of the tropes because there was. Uh, there were some earlier ones that had similar aspects to Halloween, but Halloween was a box office hit, and that is what you need to kick off a subgenre. Yeah. you need that one movie that's going to prove hey, there's a lot of money to be made here, and it was because of Halloween that we got. Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger and, Mm. um, you know, all of, all, a lot of the other ones. Um, so it would, Candyman, Chucky, all of them. Yes, absolutely. So it's, um, it is definitely Halloween as far as slashers. That is my favorite slasher. And Halloween
1: is the best representation of how good of a movie you can make with very little money.
2: Yeah absolutely and i mean it did i don't I'm, i can't remember what the budget was i mean it was obviously a huge hit um 000. 000 was the budget yeah. wow and I, I don't know how many tens of millions it ended up making yeah. Yeah. um yeah. you know and and it and it it obviously launched uh, jamie lee curtis as the as a scream queen and um really just started the ball rolling with with michael myers and and what I like that one of the things I think is interesting about it is when you think of the slashers and you think of when you get to Jason Voorhees and Freddie Freddy and whatnot. Right. Along with being slashers, they're monster movies because these are not you know your typical. When you look at what influenced the genre, you go back to the giallos. obviously from 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 Italy. Um, they had a big influence on the slashers, I think. Um, at least that's what I I think. You know, and, and even movies like Psycho. Uh, from 1960, and Peeping Tom, which came out the same year.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah,
2: sort of had the roots in, in, um, uh, I guess, the roots of the slasher Uh, in those films.
1: Yeah, see, and I think those films had a lot to do with what propelled that craze. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got, you know, Mario Bava, you know, and all his Italian stuff. uh, What was it, 1971, he did A Bay of Blood which yep. could truly be considered one of the first sl- It's hard to it, That is hard to pin down because you could almost consider Psycho as a slasher yeah. to an extent, yeah. uh, right. and then mm-hmm. Peeping Tom the same way. Uh, but then, you know, A Bay of Blood, and then you've got, you know, Black Christmas from 1974 with a masked killer, you know uh yep. it's really it's really hard to pinpoint that down but when people truly think about slasher films <laughs> you're absolutely correct uh halloween 1978 is what started the golden age of slasher films
2: which it, it is from yeah. 78 to
1: 84.
2: right right and 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 it was the one that then in you know uh Shorn S. cunningham said hey you know there's money to be made here let's 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 try to uh, mimic halloween so we did the friday the 13th yeah um and friday the 13th were big hits so okay. then you had a lot of the 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 uh the duplicates from there you know that uh, they came out um uh, well you have the burning and then uh, the and then the prowler and a lot of the other slasher oh, the films prowler. from from the early 80s yeah the prowler is prowler i actually have a film. i have a top 10 list of of slasher films and it's funny because I was looking at it today, and let me—I'm just going to pull it up real quick here, if you don't mind. No, I just want to. Really? Uh, all right, um, and I'm just going to go Maniac through on it. On
1: that list, oh. I
2: absolutely. I actually, I'm, I'm going to count it back from ten, and it is uh, actually number ten is The Burning from 1981. Number nine is Maniac from 1980. Eight is Halloween Two, um, 1981. Seven is Scream from 1996. Uh, Number six is Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Five is the original Black Christmas. Four is The Prowler. Three is Friday the 13th from 1980. Number two is My Bloody Valentine. And of course, I already mentioned my my favorite is is Halloween. Um, And what's interesting, I was looking at it, and what's interesting is that five of those ten, including two in the top five, Tom Savini did the effects for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The man. You know, he really is. I mean, when you think of you got John Carpenter as, as you know, with the roots of, of the slasher and, and then Friday the 13th and all of the, the, the uh, Jason and, mm-hmm. and Michael Myers and everything. Tom Savini has as much to do with it, if not more because oh, yeah, with absolutely. the effects that he he created and i was looking at it and it's very interesting because he had something in in in, um, in common with my all-time favorite directors tom savini was a photographer a war photographer in vietnam wow. uh, and what he would obviously he was snapping pictures of some pretty horrific stuff right and it influenced him he said it definitely had an influence on his later work because he said he'd hate to be seeing a movie where you know, they, they, they do a death and the guy lays down, his eyes are closed, and, and it's like there's there's not a lot of blood or anything, you know, like you got in the older movies. He's like, that's not how it was. That's not how violence truly is. And that's why he wanted to depict violence. He used it in his effects to show, here's how awful violence really is, because I've yeah. seen it firsthand. Another person who did that back in World War II, um, stationed with the uh, I think the Marines over in um, Asia or in uh, it was in China. uh, You know, um, uh, when China and Japan were fighting with each other, was Sam Peckinpah, and Sam Peckinpah saw the same thing, and that's why in the Wild Bunch, you got realistic violence. He's credited with really changing the face of movies how they depicted violence with the wild bunch in 1960 was their military service during wartime that heavily influenced, uh, their work.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you see, uh, when you see, like, like you said, what real violence is and what, uh, what humans are capable of, you know, um, that's one of the things about Halloween as a slasher. Um, but you realize that, sometimes the monsters, the real monsters are humans and they're,
2: they really
0: are monsters.
3: Yeah. Oh, you
2: yeah. know, and that's what it is. Yeah. And that, and this one, and that's where it's sort of, there's a line there with them because you, with, with they they're, they're definitely, there's still people, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. They started out as, you know, you and me. Um, and then they became these, um, you know, something snapped and then they became these killers. But it's not like Norman Bates. It's not like, the killers in the Jallows where you capture them, you throw them in jail, it's done. These guys go beyond that. You yeah, shoot them, yeah. they get up. You right, know, yeah. you throw them in jail, they get out. They, you, know, you throw them in, a, in, a, in an asylum, they break out. These yeah. go beyond that. So it's sort of a, it's one of the things with, with the golden age of slashers is that line with, with the, the, the human, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the serial killer and the monster. You know mm-hmm. and, and and i I think that was very interesting because they they are not your not your standard monster movies, but they do sort of touch on that as well as being slashers and about serial killers and such and right. and I think that audience is really connected to that and and one of the things that the critics hated about these films was that people were rooting for Jason Voorhees and yeah. Michael Myers yeah. they were the and ones that they the wanted to root that for happened too right. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It's the first time you you rooted for the killers. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it 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 turned it turned the mainstream critics off. They just weren't used to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they weren't used yeah. to audiences rooting for characters to be killed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy too, because when you think about it, aside from Jamie Lee Curtis, uh really the I said
3: that Oh Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry,
0: but aside from her <laughs> You know, Michael Myers uh, is what everyone remembers from the movies. You know, yeah. um, everybody I've talked to, that it's that's who you remember, Michael Myers. Mm. You know, you say, oh, do you remember the sheriff? You're like, uh, yeah, kind of. But, you, I mean, you remember Jamie and you remember Michael Myers. And, right. you know. Uh, and Daniel Harris. Yep. Yo,
2: Daniel Harris, definitely. Daniel Harris that. And, and, and Dr. <laughs> Loomis, Dr. Loomis. Oh, um, oh Yeah, him, of, like, course, movies, of course. Movies, you know. Yeah. But um, but it's but it's Michael Myers. You're right. It's definitely it's Michael Myers. And that's why Halloween three didn't register with audiences. Now, I really enjoy Halloween three for Halloween what it is, is and an I think
1: excellent film. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. I think it is too. And I liked what they were trying to do, that they were trying to create almost like an anthology with full movies within yeah. the Halloween franchise. Um, but it just people were like, no, we got, we had Michael Myers and we want more Michael Myers. Give us more Michael Myers. Yeah. Um, that's, and they went back to it, but, um, that was what, that was where the audience was. That was where the horror audience was in, uh, in the, well, late seventies into the early eighties, especially in the early eighties. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. in the early eighties.
1: Yeah. I was thinking I'm teenagers back then. Well,
0: see, and I was, <laughs> I was just born. I was born in 86. So, Oh my God. I mean, but, uh, oh, wow.
2: <laughs> okay
0: but i'm an old head <laughs>
1: dave's like okay <laughs> i got, a, I got I mean, an I old soul for a while because uh, nah know.
0: i got an old soul though when it comes to that kind of stuff man um it's funny because cool. of the music i listen to the movies i watch uh the things i look it's funny because we we talked about this before on the show you know but halloween for me is nostalgic even though i was born yeah. in 86 to me it still brings me back to when i was probably 10 12 years old You know and watching that movie um and that's a big thing for me with movies um is where it puts me at mentally you know um Mm -hmm. i I love movies that put me that bring me back and i i just i don't i forget about everything that's going on and just brings back to when i was a kid had no cares in the world Watching this slasher, hoping I get to see a boob or two, and you know,
2: <laughs> you know, and, and usually hey, they they didn't disappoint. They didn't disappoint in that area no, either. Eighties no, no. definitely did not <laughs> ever
0: disappoint.
1: <laughs> no, nope. the longest time PJ Souls had the best looking son of ten. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh
1: Which, yeah, PJ Souls.
0: Then, you know that the, it, it's a uh, it's something that. That is prominent in all the 80s movies, slasher movies and things, you know, but that's what during that time. That's what was that what sold and Mm -hmm. um, you know, it sucks because like my son, I have a seven year old. He'll be eight in July, but he's obsessed. He loves Michael Myers. I've only let him watch. I've only let him watch H2O just because it's okay.
2: It doesn't have anything really in it, you know. But oh, right, to- it, does, it doesn't quite get to that, that it doesn't cross that line that some of the 80s ones had done. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Well, and you, you talk about a lot of the TNA yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So let, me just, let me just read to you what Wiki- Wikipedia says about slasher films. <laughs> <laughs> they All say, right. slasher films te- typically adhere to a specific formula. A past wrongful action causes severe trauma that is reinforced by a... Commemoration or anniversary that reactivates or reinspires the killer. Built around <laughs> stalk and murder sequences, the films draw upon the audience's feelings of catharsis, reaction, displacement, as related to sexual pleasure.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, that I certainly that became kind a kind of theme. a weird
1: definition for a slasher film, but I'm uh, yeah. going
2: with it. Uh, you, you do. And I, it's funny because you talk to the filmmakers and they said we, we never really wanted to punish the, the, the characters having sex. It's not that <laughs> we never set out to do that. It just sort of became that uh, way. I the the victims were teenagers. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe Sean Espinning. <laughs> <S. Cunningham. laughs> but he's like that. They, they, these are, you know, the, the, the victims, the main characters were teenagers. And, yep. you know, what's what's on a teenager's mind? Yeah, you know, it's it's it just sort of became the the way it was, and it's um they touch on those rules in Scream, uh, which is one of the things I really I, I I I love that about Scream is that it it's just the, the self referential portions of it. you got that opening sequence with uh, Drew Barrymore, yeah, now um, yep. oh, it just all harkens back to uh to to the to the genre, you know, to the roots of the genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. hold on oh, a second,
0: no. froze up a little bit on us here. We'll see if we can get we you back. Lost you, Dave. <laughs> we may have lost you, but we will get you back.
2: Ones like um oh. it was a happy birthday to me yeah. and and uh, you know, a lot of those. Well, yeah, we lost you we lost you, just,
0: we lost you for just you for just oh, a second, okay. but we, we got you back.
2: You're
3: good.
0: Um, okay. But yeah, going back to Scream real quick where we lost you, at, mm-hmm. um, you know to us that's this that's just such a highly underrated film. It, it's um, the whole
2: series, yeah. really. I, I agree. I absolutely agree. I enjoy there. I enjoy aspects of every single one of the films, even yeah. if they're not all like top tier. Right. Uh, yeah. they, they don't quite reach the first one, there's something about all of them uh, that yeah. I really enjoy. But you know,
1: it was funny. I read something earlier about how, you know, we we were talking earlier about how during the slasher craze it was all about Michael Myers or Jason or, you know. Candyman or whoever you know but Scream what they did there is they played on all the slasher tropes but mm-hmm. that movie really followed Nev Campbell's character mm-hmm. yeah Instead absolutely focusing, that one focusing in on Ghostface
2: that was that was that was a little bit different exactly that took it almost back to the Halloween you know where, mm-hmm. where you're sort of hanging out with with Jamie Lee Curtis and, and you, you know you, you, you're you're rooting for her and you want to see Halloween was a little bit different from that, and that you weren't on Michael Myers' side initially. Yeah, you know, you were definitely rooting for Jamie Lee Curtis, and that's where a lot of the suspense came from. I think, you know, I mean, there are some moments in that <laughs> film that, even watching them now, that that scene where she's banging on the door and he's walking across the street and they don't run. That's one of the things yeah, I yeah. love about these, <laughs> these characters. They never run. They're never in a hurry. Yeah. Um, and he's just walking across the streets. He's banging the door. Even though you know what's going to happen. I've seen the movie. I don't know how many times now. And you know what's going to happen. There's still that tension. And it's the way that, that John Carpenter shot no. it. It's the way that Jamie Lee Curtis uh, acted it. It just, it, it continues. It's almost like. In, it's and, the and way Nick walked across the street. I mean, it's, it's the way he walked across the street. Exactly. Oh. All of it came together perfectly. It's almost like. And this is not a slasher. I'm I'm just sort of making a comparison here, but with John Carpenter's The Thing, the scene where they're testing the blood, you always jump. Yeah. At that yeah. moment, you, you know, know it's, it's coming. coming. You know the one he when he tests it. You even even to the point now where I know what character is going to be, I still jump. I'll still yeah. even twitch a little bit, even if it's not a full jump, it's a twitch a little bit because of the way it's shot. And 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 that's what he does with Halloween, and I think that's mm-hmm. part of what makes it the greatest slasher. I mean, you know, when you yeah. think of the fact that the '80s was the time of the slasher, the greatest slasher came before the '80s. It was 1978 yeah. Halloween. Yeah. You know, you know, and and like I said, I
0: mean i am quite younger than you guys. You know, I'm just gonna say, Would but what uh, talking about <laughs>
2: that, Jesus. But uh, <laughs> I feel old over here. you're a lot younger. I was I was a junior in high school when you were born. yeah here <laughs> you go. Uh, how old are you, Dave? <laughs> I am uh, this year. I will be fifty-two. I was born. I was born October October thirteenth, nineteen sixty-nine. Nice, just in the sixties. Just a few months in the sixties. I was born. (laughs) Uh,
1: I uh, I'll be fifty in September. So, cool. I know right where you're at. (laughs) Well, you know, we (laughs) grew up watching the same stuff. And I grew up watching yep. the same stuff you guys watch. That's the thing, yeah. you know, it's that's funny what I'm, with him. I'm always going like, oh man, uh, you know, I'm looking at movies in the sixties and seventies and stuff. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? He's into all that, but it's like, I know that yep. way before you were born, you know, um, what's crazy, awesome.
0: what's crazy about it is, is that like uh, with Halloween, it's just so happens to he <laughs> Bill, we were texting Bill back and forth in a group text and, <laughs> He's like, you really want to piss Dave off? Tell him you think Halloween sucks.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that would I be that would with. be more Greg than me. That would be yeah. more Greg than me. Greg's all-time favorite movie is Halloween.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. that's how I am. That's that's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah,
2: but yeah, I, I can understand. Absolutely yep. love it. I
1: love that movie. And you know uh, I told him I was gonna ask you why Jason killed all those babysitters.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, But, uh, you know, that movie, it's weird, but it just – John Carpenter is very good. We talked about this on our episode we did about John Carpenter. He's – the atmosphere of movies, he's just – he's the man. He's amazing at creating atmosphere. He's very good. He
2: really is. Yes, he really is. And it's funny because a lot of people said, oh, his movies that he did, like up till the late 80s, that's that's his best. And you know what? There's a time period from Assault on Precinct 13 – to they live where it's just nothing but masterpiece 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 yeah. through the whole thing even the ones that didn't get recognition when they were first released the thing when yes. it first was released was was uh, sort of a flop because it came out right after ET everybody wanted friendly aliens whose fingers glowed <laughs> and who you know who they, they did they they helped they helped the kids and everything they didn't want to think about an alien that, that was there you know uh, to kill. I remember John Carpenter and even when he was talking, one of the, th- I talked about this before on podcast, but I have a book of, of interviews with him. And he was talking about when they did a uh, Q&A after uh, viewing of the thing, you know, when they did a test screening of it. And this young girl said, you know, what happened at the end uh, with the characters? You know, what happened with them? Were you, which one was it, were one of them the creature? What happened? And John Carpenter said, well, I, I kind of leaving it up to you, you know, to, to your imagination. And she's like, oh, I hate that. And John Carpenter's like, at that moment, I knew we were in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because audiences were that geared, they wanted to be sort of led by the nose. Yeah. Um, And the slasher did that. The slasher did do that. You didn't have to think a lot in a slasher movie. And we're going to bring this up. and (laughs) And it's perfect.
0: It's a perfect segue into that. Because that's something that both him and I, you know, thought about um with um rob zombies remake of halloween Mm -hmm. we feel it was the the violence was you know the was there and everything but he put too much backstory in there the great thing about michael myers is that it was the mystery of it all
2: yeah absolutely you know what go ahead i'm sorry if he would have started that film from
1: when myers was in the institution yeah it would have been perfect Perfect.
2: I I don't. I don't disagree with you. Story from the family. I don't disagree. If I had any issue with the movie, and I'm a Rob Zombie fan, I think I I love um, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. They're my Halloween films. I watch them every Halloween. Um, But that's the one thing I do agree with you, and you don't need. It's it's like the Black Christmas remake. From the from the two thousand, the early two thousand, not the twenty nineteen, which which really wasn't even a remake. It's just they took the name Black Christmas right. and yeah. threw it on another story. Yeah. Um, the original Black Christmas remake, where you get a backstory, you know, for Billy. Yeah, you didn't need that. That when you when 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 Loomis says in 1978's Halloween that there, what he saw was just nothing but pure evil behind mm-hmm. his eyes. That he spent how many years trying to reach him and then twice as many years trying to keep him locked away because he realized there was just evil there. Yes. That is creepier than anything you can throw into a backstory. We don't need to know that Michael Myers, uh, you know, grew up in a trailer park type of atmosphere. You know, we don't need that. What, you know, we don't, what made Michael Myers frightening was the fact that we didn't know that. That right. we had no idea why he was the way he was. And Loomis, a professional, a, a psychiatrist, someone who was paid to treat him, came to the conclusion that he was pure evil. Yeah. You know, and that, and that was what added to the, the Michael Myers mystique. Yeah. Nobody knew anything about why he was the way he was. Yeah. And John Carpenter intended
1: that. He intended it so much that he didn't even give Michael Myers a credit in the ending credits.
2: Wow! In the ending credits of the movie, he is called the shape. That's something. That's that's almost like with Frankenstein with uh, Frankenstein from 1931, where they where they just say the monster and they put a question mark. Yeah. I mean, poor poor Boris Karloff wasn't even invited to the premiere. You didn't yeah, even get to go to the premiere of Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you see, and with and but with Halloween, you know, we, we're talking about slashers, but we're sitting here talking about Halloween all
1: the time. But Halloween's yeah. the greatest slasher there ever was. But
0: I mean, to, like I was gonna, what I was getting at, you know, with as far as for me, it's a super super nostalgic movie for me. And um, mm-hmm. all I got, all I have to do is hear that intro music, just a theme to it, you know, which mm-hmm. Carpenter did. Mm-hmm. Um yep. and yes. you know that's what makes Carpenter so great too is that he touched everything in the movie was hit you know
2: yes and the, the music that he did I mean you know and, and the music he did for Halloween is iconic mm-hmm. it, it is iconic and it it does set the perfect tone the music he did for all of his movies I think yep. it's mm-hmm. it's very underrated when when I don't know so much underrated I think I think horror fans realize yeah what John Carpenter brought with with the music you look at something like Prince of Darkness. And what he did with that, just sort of droning, that, that the music mm. that he used in that one, it created such an atmosphere. He did the same thing with with Halloween. I mean, you, yeah. you play those first few chords of Halloween, and it's right up there with 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 the, with Psycho, with Jaws. It is one of the top themes, I think, of all yeah. time. Oh, yeah. uh, another films,
0: another one of mine. It's not a slasher, really, but uh, that I love the theme of is actually the shirt I'm wearing right here
2: what's
0: that phantasm oh phantasm yes absolutely I, that's <laughs> that's probably just talk music wise that that theme song to phantasm all I gotta do is hear it and i'm like god it mm-hmm. brings it straight back to when i was a kid you know um,
2: absolutely
0: but with halloween yes yeah, it's, it's just such a great uh i don't care what anybody says it still holds up and i'm you know oh, i'm yeah. only i'm only 35 years old just turned 35 and uh it still, to me, holds holds up to this day. Like I watch at least once, twice a year. You know,
2: that's awesome. Yeah, and, and it's it's and absolutely, it's it's one of those films. You know, I think, I think if you were to, 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 to do a poll of when October rolls around, yeah, what movie is watched? Yeah. The, most frequently by horror fans, Halloween is going to be. It's probably going to have like twice the number than any other film. Yes. Yeah. You know, and there's some great Halloween. I mean, Trick or Treat that came out, um, what was it? I don't know. 2007. Was it 2007? Okay. It's an awesome film. And yeah. it is really just geared towards the Halloween season. You know, you have movies like um, anything, any of the Sleepy Hollow, going back to the Disney cartoon. Yeah. You know, right up to Tim Burton's and and, and, and even the ones after that. Anything like that would, would fit into the Halloween season it's Halloween. It is yeah. John Carpenter's Halloween that people go back to, and that is the movie that they're going to watch during the Halloween season, and, um, you know, for good reason.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, uh, here, here's a little bit of trivia. Do you know what the original name of that movie was? Halloween? No. The Babysitter Murders. Uh, I think I'd heard
2: that at some point. They, That's really uh, something. Yeah.
1: The production company didn't really care for that. Mm-hmm. And so they were trying to figure it out and john carpenter was like well, is there any movies called halloween and they started <laughs> digging and there wasn't a single movie with halloween in the title so oh that's awesome changing it and that changed the movie a little bit too because then they set it on halloween yeah it's pretty cool because we, we did a whole episode I, you know like you are with freaking everything that's all i am with halloween i i've been fascinated great. with that movie since i was a kid oh, absolutely well, you absolutely. know what's funny about that too
0: is that uh when we did our episode on halloween you know i learned something. he already knew but i learned like you know uh robert england worked on the set of halloween did he
1: really
2: i did yeah. not know that did yeah it he was really weird.
1: so halloween was filmed in pasadena california And, uh, so it was during the summertime, uh, late spring, early summer was when they filmed. So all the leaves on the ground, they put them. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh,
1: wow. They had big trash bags full of leaves and they would throw them out and do their scenes. And then, in fact, there's some spots on Halloween. If you look really close, you can see palm Mm -hmm.
2: trees. Oh wow. <laughs>
1: because they're in Pasadena. Uh <laughs> they're in Pasadena, which is really right, weird for a movie that's right? supposed to be in suburban Illinois. Illinois. Illinois, you know? Illinois but, yeah, right. Yeah, Robert exactly. England was one of the crew of people that was out there picking these leaves up.
2: That's something. It's funny because Robert England at that point was an actor. He had already appeared yeah. in in several movies. I think Eaten Alive, the Toby Hooper mm-hmm. uh which I always think of as sort of a sister film to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like they exist in the same universe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and some other films that he had done uh, before that. That's really something that he had that he had worked on. Uh, Halloween. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, That's Awesome.
1: Yeah. It's kind of one of those weird things that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. It's it's cool. Wow. You know. It's funny. I actually. Uh, you can't see it in the video, but <laughs> I've got a picture up here, and it's really cool because you never see these three guys together. It's uh, Robert Englund, Tony Todd, and Kane Hodder all in the same. Oh
2: record. wow!
1: And it was awesome. during it was during the filming of Wishmaster.
2: Oh, Wishmaster! <laughs> what a what a fun movie! One of my all time favorite lines is from Wishmaster, and and I'm gonna I, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's it's like that which is eternal cannot die. But if it's any consolation, sweet Alex, that hurt like hell. <laughs> I love that line. That's one of my favorite lines. I remember watching that. My kids were a little younger, and I was watching the movie. I had to take them somewhere. They had come downstairs because they don't watch horror with me. Nobody, yeah. nobody in my family watches horror with me. <laughs> yeah. um, but they saw that moment, and they started cracking up. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a great, it's a great line. It really is. And. Wow, that's really something. Um, uh, yeah. that, uh, with, with And Tony Todd um, with, with Candyman. I mean, you know, as much as I'm looking forward to the Jordan Peele remake of Candyman, you know, there's just something about Tony Todd's portrayal. Yeah, it's going
1: to be weird. Of Candyman. Being
2: in it. It, it's going to be a little bit strange. Now, I don't know if he's in it. I don't know if they have him, like, at least in yeah. it sort of as an homage yeah. To the original, which I can see Jordan Peele doing that. You know, I can yeah. see him certainly having Tony Todd appear in it. Um, it's just going to be a little bit strange, and it's funny because Eddie Murphy was originally oh set to play to ah. play Candyman.
1: Are it you was originally me? Eddie.
2: No, Eddie, Eddie. Murphy was originally considered to play the role of Candyman, and as much as I love life, Eddie Murphy, oh my god. I, it would have been, and I, I love Eddie Murphy. I do. Eddie Murphy is awesome. I think he's a great act, you know, yeah, but he aside got, he being was, funny, he, he's a great act.
1: He was phenomenal in Vampire Vampire in Brooklyn.
2: Brooklyn. Yeah. He played yeah, that He's, part, he's yeah. phenomenal in everything. Yeah. He's phenomenal in everything. I mean, you know, when, when you think back to, you know, uh, like 48 Hours and Trading Places oh, yeah. and Beverly Hills Cop, just everything, you see why he became such a box office draw. He was a great actor. Yeah. But yet, I'm still really glad Tony Todd. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, definitely. But yeah. it's
1: funny I, when I think Eddie Murphy, I think of you know like Mr. Robinson's neighborhood and
2: Buckingham. <laughs> right from that, you the the Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, stuff.
3: and,
2: and I even when up. he, I, I, I remember when he guest hosted back on Saturday Night Live after leaving. He had left the show, you know, to, to pursue yeah. his movie career, and they tried to get him back. And he's like, "Saturday Night Live," you know. He goes, "I did 48 hours in Trading Place. I was Saturday Night Live. Ha! Who needs you?" <laughs> then I did. Then I did best defense with yeah. Dudley Moore, and I go, "Okay, I'll come back." Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that movie does. I'm gonna out. briefly.
0: I'm gonna briefly mention this just because you mentioned it. But let's give our respect and props to trading places, so we could thank them for what they gave us. Of
2: Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Lee Curtis. <laughs> absolutely. That was. I think that was the third R-rated movie I saw in the theater. My father had taken me to see that. The first one was *Stir Crazy* with Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. The second was *History of the World*, Part One, the Mel Brooks movie. I was eleven. I my brother was, film. my brother was nine. My father took us to the theater, and in the opening scene, where the cavemen stand up and they're like, yeah. you know, whacking off. <laughs> Both my brother and I turned to my father. Goes, "Why is everyone laughing? What are they doing?" My father's like, "Oh, nothing. They're just wiping something <laughs> off, you know." It's funny because my mother, he he took us to the movie and my mother had said, that's an R-rated film. My father goes, it'll be fine. He based his entire entire, um, uh, justification on a 15-second commercial we saw on TV of Mel Brooks as Moses dropping one of the Ten Commandments, going from 15 to 10 Commandments. And we cracked up. Yes, we cracked up. My father goes, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. As soon as we walked in the door, after seeing history of the woman, my father walked in and said to my mother, look, I'm only going to say this once. I don't want to hear it again. I should not have taken them to see that movie. <laughs> 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 but the third one was Trading Places. That was the oh, third man. one we went in to see, and it was awesome. I, I loved, tell you what, I, I, it was great. And even my wife, first time
0: we watched it together, my wife's like, holy cow she's got a nice rack yeah. oh yeah. you don't
2: you don't realize absolutely i mean yeah. you know it, it really you know really, i mean she was i remember and she's been married to christopher guest i think i think they're still married i think they've been like they're one of the longest lasting celebrity marriages if i'm not mistaken mm, i, I think they're remember. still together i I think they're still together i'm not sure i mean they're you, you get married
1: to me in my
2: mind yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, um, you know, and I remember she was graded as one of the great bodies, um, you know, in, in, oh, in cinema in history, you know. You
1: remember the movie Perfect she did with John Travolta? Yes. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. see, uh, you know what? You, I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to go into it. When you do have Greg on, you got to have him tell his Jamie Lee Curtis story. He met Jamie Lee Curtis, and it is an amazing story. Really? Oh, well, it is an amazing answer. story it ends with it ends with her on the jay leno show recounting her meeting with greg oh my god you're freaking kidding yeah me. no i don't want to go into it greg's okay. got to tell the story so okay. definitely when you have sweet. him on you oh gotta god, have greg so have to tell, tell that story uh,
0: yeah. I just wanted to
2: mention that because I tell yeah. you what, that right there was in my childhood. It's like, whoo, man. Oh, yeah, there, there, there are things you remember. I mean, you know, I, and going back to last year, I mean, uh, Toby Hooper's Funhouse. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember seeing that on cable, and I was maybe 15 at the time, and I remember the girl who started that, there's a scene at the beginning where she's in the shower and she's mm-hmm. topless, and I remember as when I was 15, I'm like, wow, that's really something. <laughs> I watched it again recently, and I'm going, I think this girl is 15. (laughs) Uh, Should we, should we really be looking at this? This girl is like, she's 15 years old. Oh yeah. You know
0: what? That's funny. You say that too, because I thought about, you know, me and my wife are, uh, I've been with my wife for like 20 years, just so you know. So Mm -hmm. we've been together since we were 14. Oh wow. But, uh, uh, (laughs) we were talking about that and like, um,
1: think about your wife while she was 14.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cause you know, her now, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, you know, it's crazy. that you think about it? You go back and you're like, well, all these people are supposed to be teenagers. Yeah. You know? And it's yep. just like, now it's just like blows your mind a little bit okay. for me because like, I'm big on that. Like, I can't stand that stuff. But like now I think about it, I'm like, well, shoot. But you know, then again, by the time I watched these movies, those people were older. So
1: know, Well, right. It's yeah. Funny for guys like Dave and I, you know, so think about Danielle Harris. Daniel yeah. Harris, when she was in uh, Halloween 4, yeah. she was probably seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. She was really young. Absolutely. And, she was and a And now kid. when you look at her, you think, oh, my God, the things I'd like to do. To
2: her. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you do. And, uh, but But yet every time you think that, you think of her from Halloween four and you That's start exactly to feel like, Oh, like, you it's know, so, it just, see, it, and I'm it lucky does, cause yeah. I was about the same age. <laughs> so it's all good. for me. Well, there you go. Yeah. But, exactly. uh, no, but
0: yeah. Um, but getting back into the slasher thing, we were talked about Scream. Scream is such a great film. Uh, I really love scream one and two. Those are my two favorites, yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they really give you that, uh, appreciation and homage to to slashers I love them all you know oh yeah um, it's, yeah they do i, I when I, I remember when i when it first came out people like oh you like scream dude some of the oh, some of the horror heads that i was with or hanging out with you know and i'm like yeah i actually really like that movie man it pays homage to the slashers i
2: love it you know and yeah. then it, it still holds up today yeah it does i agree with you and i think my favorite scene is when Jamie Kennedy is laying on the couch and he's watching Halloween. Yeah, and Ghostface is standing behind him and he's screaming at the TV, "Turn around, Jamie! Yeah, turn yeah. around! Yeah yeah, 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 yeah!" And you're and people in the audience are saying seeing the same thing to Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> I love that scene. I think it's there's so much about Scream. I think that um, it, it does and yeah. You know, there are some people who thought of it, you know, it's almost like when Cabin in the Woods came out in 2012 and people were like, oh, that's kind Ugh, of making film. fun of making fun of like the horror. Genre. It's not. Nope. It's made by people who love the genre. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with Scream. It's made by people who really love it and respect it, even though, yes, there's humor in it. And they're sort of poking fun when, you know, when Jamie Kennedy's talking about is, you know, you don't have sex. Uh, you never say I'll beat right back. He's giving you the rules of how to survive a horror film. Yeah. Um, th- it's done with it's done with an admiration for the genre. Exactly. It's not done to mock it. it I don't think it. I, when I saw Cabin in the Woods, I absolutely loved it. And people are like, oh, yeah. oh, well, it's poking fun at this. It's poking fun at it. It's not. Oh, I didn't yeah. get that from it. I didn't get yeah. that from it at all. Well, I looked at horror it horror as an homage. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we understood exactly.
1: why they did it. I mean, you know, you look at, uh, you know, you look at somebody like Danny McBride, and he would be the last person in the world that you would think that would really love horror and play homage to the right. horror. I you love Danny McBride. And, and, <laughs> oh yeah, oh well, yeah, me too, me too. But he's just, you know, when you first met him and started seeing him and stuff, you know, you wouldn't think of him as being that horror guy. And then he turns mm. around and you know puts something out like Halloween twenty eighteen yeah great film great film. it is i don't care it I'll is argue with anybody about
2: that i agree and it's funny because halloween is the one franchise more than any of the others where they just kept rebooting things yeah. mm-hmm. you know you had halloween one and two they go together right then you had halloween three by itself halloween four and five are continuing on with danielle harris the as, as uh-huh. the daughter of jamie lee curtis or you know then you get to, um, when you get late and then Halloween 6, obviously. Then you get to Halloween H2O. They forget Halloween's 4, 5 yeah. and 6. And they go yeah. back. Then, go, and then you get Resurrection. Then you get Rob Zombie's, where they're reboots. And you get 1 and 2 there. Then you get Halloween 2018, which forgets everything, including Halloween 2. Yeah, yeah. To go back to just taking after Halloween. So the series just was constantly changing and rebooting. But yet, you love all the movies. Not I all do. the movies. Do. Not, maybe not Resurrection. Resurrection. As as some of the other ones. It was fun. It's fun. It's not <laughs> Tizzle. i Miles, motherfucker.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any, any like, in, in, in Friday the 13th, I'm really not a fan of the fifth one. I'm just not a fan of the fifth one. Yeah. But with Halloween, there's no movies that I hate. I can't say, yeah. oh, I really dislike this one. Yeah. I really dislike that one. Except for Rob Zombie's part two. Yeah. And in that one, it's just the horse. The horse yeah, I, is what you know. gets me. That whole just, thing with the horse, it's just he was he was getting a little bit too experimental or or whatever well, he was doing. I think some of the what, kills in Halloween 2 are really still really good. Like that opening oh, scene with the ambulance is really good. His brutality is awesome.
0: Yeah. I think what that is, is what he was trying to do was explain even further.
2: Yeah. The reason is
0: something went. we didn't need to know, you know? So right. it, it took it to a different, that's my only thing with it. He he was trying to put too much emphasis on yeah.
1: backstory and, and what's really happening. Right. Well, see, and they almost did that with the uh, Friday the 13th remake. Well, and Friday, in a way, the yeah. Remake, the first time I saw that movie, I absolutely hated it. I couldn't really? stand it. And then I watched it again a few months later, and I, I, I liked it a little more. Now, I, I like that movie, but there's aspects of it that I hate. I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that they made Jason a kidnapper, you know? Come on, right, yes. no, yeah. No, that, that's not,
2: that's not that what that he did. Man. It's but almost did like that was... the same thing that Zombie did. Yeah, you know, they, they did. They, they, they gave they, you too they, much they story. They gave you too much story. It's almost like when they got to Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. And I've come to respect that movie more now than I ever did before because I realized that they pulled the budget from them. So they kind of had to do, you know, they were kind of limited. The filmmakers were limited in what they could do. But the whole thing with Jason chasing through the streets of Manhattan, you know, in all of the other movies, Jason was just a killer. If you got in Jason's way, you were dead. Yeah. in when it got to Manhattan, he's going after specific people Walking past hundreds of people, yeah, including ones who are saying, Hey, you know, asshole, what are you doing? And then he turns around and he takes his mask off and he scares them. Yeah. Which is a funny scene. I it's a funny scene. But it's not like Jason. (laughs) That's when he kicks the radio. Yeah, and it's not like Jason. But I found out later on it's because they pulled the budget. You know, they pulled the budget and they said, because it's funny. They were embarrassed by those movies, the studio. It made them money, and yet they yeah. were embarrassed by them. And they just kept pulling the limiting the budget, limiting the budget, limiting the budget. Until um, when it got to they had all these scenes planned for Jason Takes Manhattan. They were going to shoot something, you know, in, in all of these different areas throughout the city. And they just pulled the budget and they weren't able to do it. So they oh, kind of yeah. were sort of left. And, you know, it, it's unfortunate. That's one of the things that the slashers seem to be, along with the critics, and even with the studios, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this even to this day, it's, it's, you know, and not for fans, but for people outside of horror, it's given the genre a black eye yeah. in a way. Yeah. You know, and to, to the point that people, even in, in now, when you look at something that comes out, um, what Jordan Peele has done with, with, um, with, um, with Get Out and with Us, he has done some amazing things in the genre. Other people have done amazing things in the genre where it's gone beyond anything that we were getting, you know, from the eighties, but because of what happened with the slashers. And again, we love them. Right. But what happened with the slashers is it has given the genre a black eye, and people still just don't take it as seriously as they do other genres. And there yeah. is amazing stuff being done nowadays. There really is. That goes beyond anything. That goes beyond anything that we were getting in in the '80s, and when it was just sort of a roller coaster ride and and fun, and, and as much as we loved it, that's what it was. You check yeah. your brain at the door, and you go in to watch a slasher movie. Yeah, the genre has evolved beyond that, but not with the mainstream. They're still thinking horror is for kids on a date who want to yeah. go and just be scared and scream a little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now you have to really sit and think about a
2: movie. You know. yeah absolutely you do and, and sometimes i mean sometimes i just want to veg
1: out and, you know. oh
2: yeah me too and that's when you're going to pop on a slasher you know yeah. and, and and the slasher is what you're going to put on um you're, you're going to put it on you're just going to sit back and you're going to say okay you know take me uh yeah just guy t- take me where you're going to take me something like yeah. the burning well
0: yeah especially you know? and that's what i do for me that's what i do um i put on a movie like Halloween or Phantasm. Or Nightmare on Elm Street, and I was like, "All right, I want to go back to when I was twelve and had no worries and just want to relax,
2: exactly, and forget about that's the whole what world."
1: You know, and it's funny. and that's what you do. Gotten into the brilliance of craving, yeah. Well, well, we're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. You yeah. Know, yeah. I want to. I want to step back for a minute. I want to go mm-hmm. way back, way back to about forty-five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, when you were talking about Tom Savini. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have Shutter?
2: I do. Yes. Okay. Have you yes, seen the Tom Savini documentary? I got to be honest, I have not, and I'm really anxious to check it yeah, out. I it, have not. It's seen pretty it good.
1: Yet. It, it's pretty good. It talks about a lot cool. of his stuff. I've been a fan of Tom Savini for a long time. Uh, one of my, he's always been one of my favorites. But one of my other favorites is Rick Baker. Rick Baker, oh, yeah. I think, did the greatest werewolf transmi- uh, transformation ever put on film without a- uh,
2: bar none. I mean, it, you you think of what CGI can do now. If you throw a hundred million dollars at it, it's still not going to beat what Rick Baker did in American Werewolf in London. No, it's Prat- just practical. not. Practical. We are we're, we're we're team practical effect here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you 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 had, and it's funny because you know you think nowadays everybody does. It's almost like they do CGI now just because everybody else is doing CGI. Yeah. Right. The problem is if you got a ten million dollar budget for a movie for the whole movie. You don't have enough money to do good CGI. Yeah. It's going to look like shit. It's yeah. not going to look right. good. Right. You, you know, know um, it,
0: just real quick, a perfect example mm-hmm. of that to me is um, the new Nightmare on Elm Street they remade. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the scene, the scene where Kruger's coming out from a, uh, the wall above the bed, if you compare that to the original, oh, the, original the original is so much better.
2: It is so much better. I agree. I agree. It it is. I mean, even I'm I'm thinking of uh, Leatherface that came out a few years ago. You know, there's a scene where something's burning. Uh You can see it's CGI fire over top. Nothing's actually burning. It's CGI fire. There are certain things CGI just can't do it. And and when you think of you know, when you think of these bu- movies from, from the 80s, you know, a lot of them were low budget. A lot of these fosters are low budget. Some of them, yeah, some of the effects are a little cheesy, but some of them are pretty good. I still say that in The Prowler, Tom Savini, what he did in The Prowler is his masterwork. Because there are sequences in that movie where you think, I've just watched Somebody Killed.
3: Yeah. It
2: is so oh, yeah. realistic that you think, I've just, it's like a snuff film. And that's the feeling you get as you're watching it. He did with that. I'm sure it was, a, 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 even though, you know, I'm sure it cost money. It was probably a fraction of what it would have cost to have done it with CGI. And it wouldn't have looked nearly as good.
1: Yeah, right. Bam Vega wanted me to ask you about the band and uh, the Prowler. The belt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? i. It's not great, but uh, it, it's funny because I that he had talked. Um, i had heard an episode that, that uh, Greg had done with father and son watch horror movies where they talked about the prowl and they talked about the band specifically. It's not a great band. It's not the worst band I've ever seen in a movie. No, I even no. told uh, that Matt and um, and Jackson about this. If anyone has seen Stunt Rock, the, the Brian Trencher Smith Stunt Rock, he has a band in there. I don't even remember what it's called now. Um, where they combine magic with heavy metal rock. <laughs> and they do neither well. <laughs> it's, they don't do either one well at all. As a matter of fact, Brian Trenchard Smith, uh, when he got this band, he only had a few days to get them. And later on, when he was talking about them, he said, yeah, that's the kind of band you get when you only have a few days <laughs> <No>. <laughs> nice nice hilarious yeah but yeah, it's but small. the band in, in the prowler is not great yeah, but yeah it's yeah. not the best <laughs> no no
1: i've seen some some bad ones uh the, oh, the yeah. band that was in uh, new years evil it's pretty rough too <laughs> <That's>, uh, yeah <laughs> that whole movie's pretty rough but it's funny it's one of those movies that i still watch it every new year's eve (laughs)
2: yeah yeah, you you know what it's it is it's one of the great things about slasher movies is they got something for every holiday yeah yeah oh yeah you know even even thanksgiving and there are a few that are legitimate slashers from thanksgiving (laughs) but let's be honest it's eli roth's trailer from grindhouse i would love to see them turn that into a movie yeah. I think people have been on Eli Roth for years to turn Thanksgiving, his Thanksgiving trailer from Grindhouse into a movie. Dude, um, that's a movie love I love, it. It, by the way. Yeah. Grindhouse. I love uh, Grindhouse too. Planet, oh, yeah, I saw it Planet Terror, in the theater. Oh, Planet Terror is great. Um, Death Proof. And I even, Death Proof is really good. And Death Proof is actually closer to the Grindhouse yeah, mentality yeah. than, than um, Planet Terror was. But Planet Terror is so much fun. It doesn't oh, God, guessing, I love that you You know, It's just so much fun. One of my favorites. Um, I freaking love it. Absolutely. Me too. I, I got to see Grindhouse on the big screen. Not many people did. It was not, you know, it's probably Tarantino's least successful of all the films that he was associated with. Um, but it was a blast. I mean, the, 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 to see that on the big screen with the trailers and everything, it was an absolute blast. I mean, I, it took me back to, uh, in 1978, my parents took me to a drive-in to see a double feature of Jaws 2 and Roller Coaster. <laughs> and the only trailer I remember was for the Bad News Bears uh, Go to Japan. Oh. <laughs> it was the only trailer I remember actually playing at that drive-in. But it takes you back to that time period, and that's what they did with Grindhouse. you know. Yeah. And you can even look at Grindhouse. even You can look at uh, Death Proof as being something of a slasher. It's not, you know, with, with, uh, with Kurt Russell's character in that film, you know, it, it it has that sort of, that sort of feel to it. Kurt Russell, freaking,
0: I love Kurt Russell, dude.
2: I do too. I love that dude. Everything he's done. I I mean, when I, my first experience with Kurt Russell were the Disney movies. Yeah. yeah. When I was a kid going to the Disney movies, like, um, the world's greatest dad, which is God awful. I, oh, I, I saw that in the theater when I was a kid. And I remember really being like, wow, this was great. And I, I ended up buying the DVD and I watched it. And I go, what was great about this? This sucks. This is an <laughs> awful movie. Um, but he did a lot of those Disney movies. So when I finally saw him in Escape from New York, it was a bit of a culture shock for me to see yeah. Kurt Russell, this guy I knew from all these yeah. Disney movies, doing the things he was doing in Escape from New York. But then you look at everything he's done since then and yeah, it's amazing. It's first been, movie I ever, he's, he's up there.
0: First movie I ever seen him in was Big Trouble in Little China.
1: Yeah. Oh what One of my favorite film. movies ever. Yeah.
2: What it's what all the reflexes. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, <yeah.
1: laughs> I think for me it was Escape from New York was the first yeah. thing I really remember him for. Uh, but you know that I mean that uh, yeah. You talk about a versatile actor. He, uh-huh. was, he did these two movies, The Christmas Chronicles. Yep. And he played and bowl, yeah,
2: he plays Santa Claus. Watch the Bullmucky. Yeah, failed
1: it, man. Yeah, he
2: did do anything. He 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 even did like Swing Shift with Goldie Hawn. He's, uh-huh. done, he's done a lot of overboard. things overboard, overboard, overboard. overboard. I, and I'm pretty was uh, I'm pretty was was he not in Silkwood? Am I remembering correctly? Was he not in mm. Silkwood with Meryl Streep and Cher? I'm thinking it was Kurt Russell. I gotta look it up now because yeah. I'm I might be putting my foot in my mouth. And that yeah, they, JT's they located up too. He was. Yeah, he is. He was. He was in *Silkwood*, and that's an Oscar film from 1983. You know, Meryl Streep was nominated for that yeah. one, and Kurt Russell, um, yep. that's, that's a it's a great movie. It really is. It was an Oscar film directed by Mike Nichols. Kurt Russell has done a lot. He is a. You're right. He's a very versatile actor. Bone Tomahawk. I mean, oh my God, Bone Tomahawk. You know that it, you, you, is, is that movie is, it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, because it, it it starts off as sort of a horror movie, and then it's a western for yeah. a long time. It's a western as they're going out and they get, but the minute they meet up with that with that native with that tribe, yeah, I don't even want to say Native Americans because the Native Americans don't go near this tribe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're yeah, like, yeah, no, we don't go anywhere near those people, and you won't come back if you try to go there. You know. The minute it gets there, it's full-blown, it's full-blown horror again. It's yeah. a horror movie again. And, that, 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 and I don't want to go into any spoilers or anything, but, but Kurt Russell's line, and you can't help but get a little choked up with, say goodbye to my wife and I'll say hello to yours. Yeah, You know, you, yeah. you just get a little choked up at that moment yeah. in oh. that film. Yeah, you know, man what 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 a great movie that was. He's he's just uh, he's like he's got
0: to be in my he's like in my top three favorite actors. I I love him and dude, uh, big trouble, little China. You know, <laughs> I that movie's so good. He yeah. uh, every he's he, his little one liners and stuff he does in that and they're great.
2: They're absolutely his, great. Yeah, it's such. A fun- I love the
0: intro with him whenever he's uh, in his truck and he's talking on the CB, you know, and he's. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: uh, I, I love it. Classic, <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. It it's is great film. It's great, great. and it's it's another one of John Carpenter's. You know, even something like Starman that John yeah. Carpenter did in the '80s, which was yeah. outside of a lot of what the other movies mm-hmm. he was making at the time. If you think about it. It's still pretty damn good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I really Not, uh, I, I, Bridges, I, I saw uh, Star. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen. I want to say yeah. I think was in was in that one. Yeah, and that is another great movie. It, it is. is John Carpenter. John Carpenter is just one of those directors where you know he did the Ward a few years ago, and mm-hmm. it wasn't it it wasn't great. It had a twist in it that um, you know it's funny, and I I sort of had a theory about this too, and it goes back even with George Romero. When George Romero did Diary of the Dead, I think it was the one where, where they were with the internet mm-hmm. and they post something on the on the internet on, on like a, a video something happened, like, wow, we've got a million views already. No, that's not how it works, George. You know, yeah. someone who's not familiar with the internet, because George Romero was very mm-hmm. much part of the seventies and eighties. But when it came to that, he wasn't really into the right. internet. Someone who's not familiar with the internet might think, yeah, that's how it works. But it's not. So no, he was sort of no. losing his touch with it at the end there with some of the later films. John Carpenter with the ward. And again, I don't want to, It's going to be a spoiler. So if anyone just is going to be a quick yeah, spoiler. Yeah, yeah. that'd be all right. <laughs> it has an amazing twist in it if you didn't see Identity from 2003. Right. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It has an amazing twist in it. And I don't know that John Carpenter saw Identity because he's another one who sort of pulled away. Yeah, Uh, from movies for a while, and sort of got into other things. Right, I would still love to see a John Carpenter film, though. I still want to see John Carpenter make another movie. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, I really would. The only one that I sort of came away with disappointed was that who was Naomi Watts in the ward? In the ward, yeah, in the ward. I'm not sure. Let me look that up. I don't remember Naomi Watts, but she could very well have been in it. Amber Heard. Amber Heard listed as the star of of the war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was the star of it. Um, yeah, no, I don't see Naomi Watts. Yeah, here. no, I was
1: thinking the main character was Naomi Watts, but you're right. Oh, okay,
2: all right. Yeah, it was it was Amber Heard. Um, even so, you know what? The only one, the only John Carpenter movie, and I, this is including the war, that I came away with really disappointed was Ghost of Mars. That was the one yeah. that just didn't quite reach it for me, but everything else, including vampires,
1: vampires. That's how I, love like, that I love that movie. That movie all the time. You know, no, James that, Woods yeah. was freaking phenomenal. Uh, James
2: Woods was great in that movie, and the vampire was great, and it was a great western. Yeah, forget about just being a great though. That scene where they're dragging them out of the house, yeah, into the sun. Oh, yeah. that was awesome. You know, people that people sort of crap on vampires. I love it. i not everyone, a lot of people really love vampires. Yeah. Right? But there are some people who say, nah, it just wasn't. It's a great movie. I, I, I really love, love vampires. And I my do wife
1: too. Does, too. It, she loves
0: yeah. that movie. Yeah, it was great. Cool. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. You, you, you talk about Ghost of Mars, but like I, I like Ghost of Mars. It's a fun one for me to watch. Just uh mm-hmm.
2: it's one of those just non thinkers. It has a great cast. I mean, you know what? Anything with Pam Greer in it. Yeah. I'm going to watch. Well, you, know, you got freaking Natasha,
0: you got freaking Ice Cube. Yeah, it, you got It's uh, a great cast. Jason have, Statham, Greer,
1: what was it? Uh, Foxy, P- yeah, Foxy, Foxy Brown.
2: Yeah, Foxy Yeah, Coffee and Foxy Brown, all those yeah. movies that she did, Friday Foster yeah. and then Bucktown and all those great movies that she did yeah. uh early but, you on. you know, one one yeah. thing I really love
0: about Ghost of Mars is the actual the the the, the character the um martians so to Uh, speak you say the the people that were on there that they're the whole just the way they are cutting themselves and the way they scream and stuff when they talk yeah you know Mm -hmm. um i watched it have you seen the trailer for uh army of the dead
2: i have not i i try not to watch trailers anymore Uh, I try not to watch trailers because I just, even if there's a moment in there. Greg's the same way. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. I try, I try to stay away from trailers just for that reason. I watch them. I love those collections, like the 42nd street forever. Yeah. Uh, collections because most of them I've seen the movie, Yeah. you know, and a lot of those, they don't get back then. Nobody gave a damn about spoiling the movie in the eighties because they just <laughs> wanted you to go pay to see the movie. Right. Just letting, yeah. you know, they just want you to sit in the theater. Um, so I try not to watch trailers. Well there's a it's it's tough because the new conjuring one just came out and I'm dying yep. to see it. And yep. An Army of the Dead and everything. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Well there's what a there, there's
0: a little there's a little clip, a little part in there where it shows the the zombies and it kind of resembles a little bit their ghost of Mars.
2: Oh wow, nice. Yeah, so it Very it, cool. it, it looks good. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. And but you know, it's it, 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 but I mean Uh, Ghost of Mars was sort of Assault on Precinct 13, I thought. You know, it had that same sort of feel to it. But, you know, uh, but again, it's John Carpenter, so you're going to watch it. It doesn't make any difference. Anything that John Carpenter is associated with, you're going to watch it. Like Eyes of Laura Mars, I didn't realize he wrote the script for that. Now, they changed his script, you know, with the the one with Faye Dunaway from back in the 70s. They changed his script. Um, so it wasn't, you no, know, he, he sort of distanced himself from it a little bit. And what was the other one he did? Um, he did the Philadelphia experiment. I mm-hmm. think he wrote the script for that one as well. You know, movies he didn't direct, but that, that he had written.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because even to go back to something like Dark Star, which was very early, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, that sort of, that sort of college movie that he did him and Dan yeah. O'Bannon you know, back when they were uh, that back when they were together. unfortunately the relationship went way south. (laughs) (laughs) They they weren't exactly friendly toward the end there. Um, With, with John Carpenter saying things about Dan O'Bannon that he basically just, you know, ripped off from other people, everything he ever did. He said, alien was it. The creature from outer space just ripped off. (laughs) Um, uh, Which I don't agree. I love alien. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But when, when you, when, With John Carpenter, it's just everything he there's just something about him. One of the big blacks black marks, I think, against the Oscars in Hollywood is that John Carpenter was never nominated for anything. You know, I mean, it's, it's because they just don't look at horror the same way they look at everything else. And and that's why these guys are never part, you know um george romero i don't think was part of the of the oscar ceremony when they're looking at everybody who passed away because they only look at people who were nominated for oscars yeah yeah that leaves it's- toby hooper out that leaves george romero out that would eventually leave you know god forbid when john carpenter it will leave him out it's yeah. it's 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 one of those things when you watch it it's it's awful you know because these are people who made their mark they left a mark on the industry
0: yeah and for and like a lot of people I don't
2: even watch any of those like awards shows you know anymore I have it's, always watched I've watched anything. I don't agree I you know a lot of things I don't agree with now I watch the Oscars I have watched every <laughs> year from 2001 up to last year now this year's I got to be honest I'm going to watch a little bit but I'm not going to watch the whole thing I've seen none of the movies <laughs> I've Oh seen yeah yeah none yeah. every year I've seen the movies nominated so I'm watching and I want to see you know I have my favorites and I want to see how they do I have seen none of the nut movies nominated for best picture this year. I've yeah. not seen a single one of them. So and that's tonight. I mean, we're recording on Oscar day. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't plan to 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 watch so, it. Uh, at least not much of it.
0: Let's get into the other man you're talking
1: about, Wes Craven. Yeah.
2: Wes Craven. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Wes Craven
1: did some fantastic work. Uh, you know. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, you got. You, you got to look at you know Nightmare on Elm Street, and mm-hmm. you know, of course he Nightmare so on much, Elm Street you know, part of the Scream
2: series. And even going back to something like The Hills Have Eyes, have some yes. ones, uh-huh. you know has is, it's yeah. not you know maybe not quote unquote an official slasher, slasher, yeah, but it has it had definitely sort of harkens back to that, and even the Last House on the Left, yes. to a degree, yeah. yes. you know, it, it, they, they they kind of have that same, and you know, Last House on the Left, Craven's first movie. Um, and shot the hell out of, oh, of people. Oh man! Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: When that you film know, came Last out. House on the left, though, that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. It's not that perfect. movie has got
1: so much going on there. You
2: it know? does have a lot going on, and and you know what? You get that really dramatic scene with the girl, and then it follows it up with a Laurel and Hardy cop routine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, which is sort of like a. Uh, it's it's sort of like a like a, a wrong note if you were to compare mm-hmm. it to music. They they yeah. throw a wrong note in there. Yeah, right. that Craven did that almost to lighten the mood, but it was too jarring. You know, right. it yeah. shows that him early in his career. You know, sort of feeling it out. Whereas the Hills Have Eyes. By the time <laughs> he got to the Hills Have Eyes um, and Deadly Blessing, which I think is a very underrated yeah. uh, Wes Craven film, the one with uh, you know Ernest Borgnine sitting in Amish country um you get a lot of those movies and you see him sort of maturing to the point that when he got to nightmare on elm street uh and he got to scream later on mm-hmm. um you know he he had sort of i think that was that was his maturity it's funny he never intended nightmare on elm street to be a, a franchise that's no, why he never no. signed on for the second one he's like no nah, yeah, i don't want anything to you know, do you know a one-off mm-hmm. deal yeah and i gotta say
0: you know I huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan that was my mm-hmm. one of my huge childhood ones growing up you know sure um i even had like the, i had the uh the full size cardboard cutout out of the freddy standy. the standy oh that's a awesome freddy a that's freddy awesome. Krueger from part I can't remember which part it was, but uh I used That's to throw, I, I used to throw knives at it. <laughs> 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 to to it. But I was huge into that, you know. But even yeah. though, you know, um Wes Craven didn't have anything to do with all of them except for the first and uh New Nightmare,
2: um right.
0: they were still good. The only one I do not oh, like my- is the second one.
2: I, I feel it's a little rough. It's, it's 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 that one's a little bit rough, yeah. Because you know what, Freddie's not as frightening in the real world as he is in your dreams. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's he's he's not quite the same character when he's running around in the real world. The most frightening thing about Freddie is you can't escape him because he's in your dreams. Yeah. You have to sleep. If he wants to get you. All he has to do is for wait is to wait for you to shut your eyes. Yeah. You know, you put him in the real world. It doesn't. He's not quite the same as a Michael Myers or a Jason Voorhees yeah. in the real world. You, well, know? you know,
0: and it's crazy. It's like such a huge jump from, for lack of a better word, right now, the quality of Nightmare on Elm Street two and part three like yes the yes quality of those movies are just completely different yeah. like not real, Street I mean, three is
2: amazing it is amazing and uh, there are people who actually prefer three to the first one yeah i'm not one of them i still really love the first one yeah i still yeah. just have an affinity yeah. for the first one but i have nothing negative to say about the third one i think it's right there i mean if you're talking yeah. about the two best in the franchise it's one and it's three as yeah. far as i'm concerned you know right. they, and it's it's great, it really is
0: it's just crazy that jump from uh-huh. the difference uh-huh. between those two is, is crazy yeah. and you know i I love them all um me being a kid. I was always growing up, you know I liked I liked the horror and I like scary and all that stuff because i I was big into fighting the bad guy, you know I like to eat you know um boy uh lost boys you know the the yeah, fight, the frog brothers, great. you know frog um, brothers, yes. I was a frog brother. We've had this conversation a million times on this podcast, you know. <laughs> uh so I really like that aspect of fight, the, the fighting of the bad guy. And um, mm-hmm. so I, I I like uh Freddy's Dead too, you know. That one's really funny. Yeah. Uh, and it's got it's got it's pretty good. Acting the actors are all great, and I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, but um the it's just to to me. It's crazy that uh, one thing they did right through every one of those movies is they had Robert England as as
2: Freddy yeah.
1: Krueger. They never yes. changed. Oh him.
2: yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's one of the problems we talked about. Wishmaster a little bit when you took Andrew Devoff out of that role. Yeah, you know, by the time we got to the third or what was it, the third one, I think it just wasn't the same movie. Andrew no, Devoff was no. the Wishmaster. Robert England is Freddy Krueger. Yes, you know, and and that's just the way. Just like. Just like for me, Tony Todd is Candyman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, with anybody, with Michael Myers and anybody Jason, could be Michael it was
1: different. Or Jay-
2: Well, yeah, I can't, can't say right. that
1: anybody could be Jason because I do have a favorite Jason. I think Kane Hodder made the best Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just yeah, very he And just the way he his mannerisms and the way he did. Yep. Them. And the way they made him look when they broke his mask and he had his jaw hanging out and stuff. Just, yep.
2: And it's a shame he wasn't in. The best of the series, unfortunately. No, you know he no. was in some of the later ones. I mean, you had Part Nine, which which has its issues. I'm actually a big fan of Jason X. I actually yeah, really yeah, like yeah, Jason yeah, X. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think
1: it's that film has got of one of my of favorite kills on it, and that's when he with, with the freezing the right on the nitrogen. Yes, <laughs>
2: absolutely, I and mean, then cracks it. That yeah. You know what? No it. matter what you think well, of that movie, it's not just a the crack.
1: Scene. It's after he cracks it and he pulls her back up and looks at it.
2: Yes, right. He's got to see it. He wants you to know. see it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what? I Love thought that. about. I yeah. thought about that too.
0: And if you think about it, he was trying to drown her.
2: Yeah, right. He, he, he had no know. idea what that was. So when he brought he the no head idea. up and he's looking, he's like, "What the? Wait." <laughs> right. So, whoa, that was a lot quicker than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, but I agree. Even, with you. even in that, even in that movie. <laughs> Where where he's got those holograms and he's swinging them in, in their sleeping, the sleeping bags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, gas classic!
2: That's hilarious. Classic. Yeah, it's 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 a fun movie. It really <laughs> now, is.
1: Here's what I'm gonna say about Nightmare on Elm Street, and I don't know mm-hmm. this may strike a chord with you guys. It may not. So I love the first film. Mm-hmm. I even like the second one to an extent, but to me. I think what they did wrong was they started making Krueger too comedic. Uh, it,
2: they did with the one-liners. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, in the first movie, he was very sinister and demonic feeling, you know. And then by the time you get into the third and fourth movie, it's like you're watching a fucking comedy tour on which was, <laughs> you know, what, what smart-ass comment is he going to say before he kills this person? Now, I'm not going to say I hey, like yeah. the movies because I like them all. But mm-hmm. I just
2: wish they would have left him more not, not such a funny guy, you know? I got uh, a feeling I get a feeling that the influence for that might have been because when those movies were coming out, the later ones, was around the time of Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was the top box office draw. And what were some of the things that Arnold did in his movies? One-liners. His yeah. little one-liners. So it's almost like <laughs> a lot in, of though. films. Remember when
1: I told you I would kill you last?
2: I yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all those lines. Oh, I'll be back. I think he says that yeah. in, in half of the movies yeah. <laughs> he was in, I know he says it in, obviously the Terminator. He says it in running man. He says it in several yeah. films, but that was what Arnold was the box office draw of the, oh, yeah. of the later eighties into, into the nineties. So that was influencing things. And it's, I don't know. And I can't say for sure because it's not like Freddie didn't have any, one-liners in some of the other movies he right. had he had his little way but they might have said hey we can utilize that and let's do that in these films i really think that that's sort of where that came from for and me is, and i'm not and, I'm wrong you know but i think that's where it came too. from well so,
0: and and if you notice, know, so of course we already know that you know uh west craven didn't do all of them they're all different directors Every yeah. one of them
3: now yeah. mm-hmm. it's
0: funny you mention that because if you go back and you look at it and aside from looking different, which I didn't really care for, he's goes back to being the dark evil person in new nightmare yeah,
3: yeah. with yeah. with mm-hmm. West Craven,
0: so the two that yeah. Wes Craven did, he doesn't really have those one liners in that
3: right you know no he does he he, no, he does
0: you know not. he goes back to being that aside from looking different, I don't really care what they did for the you know but um. He goes back to being that evil person, uh, that evil right. entity. You know, so I, I, a lot of that probably has to do with Wes Craven too. I
2: think. You know? I think so too. I agree with you. And then it's funny because Wes Craven's Scream, it, it, it becomes meta. You know, and what, what, so was new. You know, so was uh, 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 was a New Nightmare to a degree it was meta. But then and then you get into um, the Scream movies. Um, when you, you one of the things I think that's great about the Scream movie about Ghostface in that one. Is he's a clumsy son of a bitch? Oh yeah! Throughout that movie, he's running into things. He's falling over himself, and it makes sense, sense. when yes. you see where yeah. it goes. It yeah. makes sense when you see where it goes that you that these are that these guys. I don't want to get into spoilers, and that was that's a spoiler. Oh, that will be all right, guys <laughs> right there. Okay, that's a spoiler right there. Um, that they're fans of the films. But yet, they're not Michael Myers. They're not Jason Voorhees. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're just guys in a suit. Yeah, and guys in a suit are going to fall down the stairs, and they're going to they're going to trip, and someone's going to kick them, and they're going and they're going to fall over and things like that. I love that about Scream. But yet, it didn't take away from the menace. You know, mm-hmm. no. there was still the menace of that character, um, and it carried forward through the films and. You know, unlike a lot of the other ones, you're getting different, um, getting into spoilers again here, you're getting different ghost face. Yeah. 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 In the film. It's, it's the character itself and not, well, I mean, not even just the character, it's the persona of the character and what it came to represent to that small town, you know, um, that, that was carried through into the other film so that other people could play it. I did not like Friday the 13th part five when they had a different Jason. Yeah, I just did yeah. not like that no, movie. I had a I, it just did not work for me at all. Um, but yet in, in when you get to the screen movies and you get different ghost face, yeah. for ghost faces, I yeah. guess throughout the film, it works because of that's the way they set it up in the first one.
1: Yeah. I was just pissed off that they killed Bonzi.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've just seen Henry Winkler stick around. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like uh, you know, with the with the new um Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I love the darkness of it. Um, mm-hmm. I love the atmosphere of it. I think that <laughs> if that movie would have had um Robert England as Freddy Krueger, I think it would have been a smash. Yeah. I I really liked yeah. it. Um I I didn't the part where they went too, a little too much into the backstory, Kruger, a little bit, maybe. I, I don't know. But um, everything else, if they would have just, if Robert England was in that, it would have been the smash. Yeah. I think uh, I, was, and you
2: know, and, and Jackie Earl Haley, I didn't hate him in the part as much as I just didn't like the fact that it wasn't Robert Englund.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, like, we say that all the time. We love that actor. Yep. You know? Yeah, hes but, he, he was almost in the first one. He almost had the role in the first one. He he tried out for the part. I think was it that Johnny Depp ended up getting in yeah. the first um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's really funny because one thing about the I first can't Nightmare imagine on Elm him Street,
1: playing the Depp character, but
2: <laughs> no, no, not yeah. But the funniest thing about the the original Nightmare on Elm Street are two of the worst performances in it were from actors who would eventually be nominated for Academy Awards <laughs>
3: Yeah.
2: or who yeah. were nominated. The, the um, Who was it who played the, um I can't remember the actress who played uh, the mother Yeah. in that. What a weird goddamn performance that was. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a bizarre performance she was giving. She well, was nominated for an Saxon. Oscar. Uh, John Saxon was awesome. Yeah, John yeah, Saxon was great. Know. but. But the actress who played the mother was nominated uh, for the Ronnie movie Blakely. Nashville yeah. in 1970. Blakely. Ronnie yeah. Blakely. She was nominated for Nashville, um, and then Johnny Depp, of course, would be nominated in years to come. Johnny Depp is not good in The Nightmare on Elm Street. He no. does not give a good performance in The Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't yeah. think anyway. It's Robert Englund's movie, start to finish. Oh, hundred percent. You know. I mean, yeah. you know he's the he's the one he's the one given the best performance and john saxon i don't think john saxon has ever given <laughs> yeah. a performance that i didn't enjoy yeah you know but um but yeah i
0: mean 100 like on the remake i just i feel like man if robert england was just in that movie it would have been awesome you know yeah. i I, yeah. I like the darkness of it but man he just the kruger just threw me off
1: yeah you uh-huh. know a, he was short all, and all the CGI shit that they used. Yeah. Just,
2: you know, yeah, it just wasn't there. It just wasn't working. And the face it was just wasn't not working. right
1: for it. Not, I, you know, that's, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. It, but it, but it's really weird how uh, Robert England has become pigeonholed because now you can't look at him and not think of Kruger. And, yeah. he, and he still does
0: little, like, uh, we talked about this before, he does little homages to Kruger whenever he's, some
1: movies, yeah. Even if he's not playing, he's in a different movie. He'll, he'll oh, dude, uh, in Urban Legend, yeah. You know, he was yep. the, the professor in Urban Legend. Uh, there was some throwbacks to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in there, right?
2: Yeah. We get the feeling that's probably why he was there. <laughs> you know, yep. that's probably why he was cast in the yep. movie. Yeah, dude, just sort of drawing that crowd. Yeah, um, there's a spot in his office,
1: like you see a, a Freddy Krueger look. Like uh, doll hanging on the wall. Yeah, it wasn't quite uh, Freddy Krueger, but it was almost. I mean, it was a red and green sweater.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, right, you right. You know what they
1: were doing there.
2: You know um, what they were doing, right? Exactly. And you got that in screen with Yes, the, with the uh, the janitor with the with that red and yep. green sweater. Oh
1: yep. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man all all of these movies are just. I mean we cover uh, we cover quite a bit here already. How oh, you, how long we've we been recording now? I don't even know. Oh
0: right on! I didn't realize. Oh wow! That yeah, time flies when you're having fun.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. it does. Yeah, when
1: you're when oh, you're man, when you're. We could have a really good conversation with Dave here. Yeah, I know. We just keep on going, to keep on. <laughs> but some people, we get on here, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: never, never. <laughs> I've never had that problem. <laughs> no. But no, you know, it's we, we yeah. had an issue with us is that we'll just keep on talking, and I know you guys are used to doing
2: like four
0: hour podcasts. Ah, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, we are, and that's and that's four hours with us staying mostly on top. I mean, forget if, you know, if we start to get off in 10, I mean, like, like, you know, talking here tonight, what I love is you just sort of, you jump down a rabbit hole and you just follow yeah, it. Yeah, When you come back to the topic follow. and then you jump off a rabbit hole. Exactly. And that's, I, I like that. I, I This is, uh, the format you guys have here is awesome. Well, you know, it's I, it's it's just a lot of fun. You take a topic and then you just see where it goes. That's yeah. great.
1: That's what we do. You know, yeah. and it's funny. So you mentioned Next Files earlier. So I'm going to throw a little movie out there. Shocker. Only Wes Craven would use Mitch Pelleggi as the antagonist. And, <laughs> yes. Know, a guy who was like, world <laughs> famous for freaking X-Files. You know? <laughs> right, yes. And he throws him in the Shocker film. We'll hear that come out. We'll hear that come out. That
2: came out in 89. 89, yep. 1989. <laughs> Michael Murphy. Yep. Do you remember that movie, Dave? <laughs> I honestly don't. I honestly do not remember. Yeah, he, uh, I'll be honest with you. Basically, the gist of the movie
1: is he goes to prison for, uh, I don't remember everything about it, but he goes to prison for killing, killing somebody, and then while he's in prison, he gets executed by the electric chair. Well, that basically turns them into uh goats. Uh, and he can, Oh wow. You know, take over people and. You know, oh yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. Very cool movie. Very cool. Concept. Mm-hmm. But it was funny as we were talking here, I was kind of on IMDB looking. I had no mm-hmm. idea that Wes Craven did one of my favorite movies. Well, I say one of my favorite it used to be one of my favorite
2: movies when I was a kid was uh swamp thing. Oh, oh wow. no yeah, that's thing. right. I Those? did not know he did that. I don't remember him as the, was he the director? He, R- he, wrote, he wrote it. Oh, he wrote it. He wrote Swamp Thing. Okay. All right. No, I remember Swamp Thing, Louis Jourdan and uh, Adrian Barbeau. You want to talk, yeah. you want to talk about Adrian Barbeau. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, especially with the movies she was making with Carpenter, like the fog. Yeah. The fog. My she favorite scenes in the fog. In she was, go- and my favorite scenes are with her character.
1: Oh yeah, you know when she when lighthouse. she said that in
2: the lighthouse, those are my. And when she's got that piece of wood, that just and you, you hear something coming through on, now, on, this, on the Swamp tape. table. Was and,
1: directed by Wes Craven.
2: Oh, he directed it too. Oh right?
1: wow,
0: wow. So now in the fog, wasn't Barbeau with Craven, or were they? They just split up, herself? or Carpenter? I think or Carpenter. I mean, he might
2: have. They, yeah, they might have been together because she she was in a few of his films. Yes. Um, and I'm not sure if they were still together by then. Maybe they had broken up. I know she was in the um, the TV movie, did someone's watching me?
0: Yeah, she well, I know. In that. I know that there was, I remember watching, a, uh, I've been watching some director. We have a, what we call a director series on here where we mm-hmm. do a director and then we uh, do a whole episode on the, the director. Oh, very cool. But um, I remember I was watching some stuff on that, and I'm pretty sure that they were kind of on the rocks during the making of that movie.
3: They may have been or yeah,
0: something like they that. May have so been. Uh, that just inter- interesting things you find out behind
1: the scenes that's going on yeah. in these
0: movies yeah. you now. So it was kind exactly.
1: of funny, uh, talking about Adrian Barbeau. So there was a, a TV series. Well, I, yeah, go ahead. It was actually, uh, I think it was supposed to be like an HBO or a Showtime series called Swamp Thumb, mm-hmm. and they ended up playing it on like the CW or whatever. So my mm-hmm. wife and I got into it, and unfortunately, it only lasted one season, but we're sitting there watching it, oh. and all of a sudden, Adrian Barbeau walks out. And that's, I'm like, "That's oh awesome, my God, honey. You know, my wife's <laughs> like, what? I'm like, that's freaking Adrian
2: Barbeau from the movie. And, you see and this her, one, yep. she
1: was playing one of the doctors.
2: I don't know if you ever wow. caught that series, but it was pretty I didn't. Good. I didn't. No, I didn't get to see the series. I got re- to reacquaint myself with the, with the movie, to be honest with you. I have seen the movie. Uh, but it has been a while. I had forgotten yeah. Ray Wise was in it. I had forgotten Ray Wise played a part in the in Swamp Thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. So I got I. You know what? It's one that I got to I got to catch up with. Uh, I got to catch up with that one again. Um. And yeah, Wes Craven. Wow. I mean, you know, you look at his you look at his career and some of the things he's done. Um. Um. You know, keep taking aside that one that he sort of tried to go outs uh, out of the. Um, looking at director now. I want to pull him up as a director here. Um, music of the heart, which was kind of, you know, but you look, he did vampire in Brooklyn, which we talked about, you know, a little bit, a little bit earlier. Um, And and you go back and, and, you know, last house on the left, the hills have eyes, deadly blessing, swamp thing. I mean, it's a hell of a career. And then you get into the nineties last, what was it? Um, uh, The the serpent in the rainbow, or that's the late eighties serpent in the rainbow, the people under the stairs. Oh yeah. It's great. Such a great, an awesome movie yeah, it's an awesome movie Serpent and um, Rainbow, and, uh, that was uh, Bill Pullman was Bill it? Pullman yeah, yeah. That, Bill Pullman and it is a creepy creepy movie. It, is. it really when is they, when they freaking nail a scrotum to that chair. Oh, yeah, I, I, I mean there's, and then then and, and they're burying they him won't and won't it's won't. just a, <laughs> 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 No there, there's there's a lot in, in The Serpent and the Rainbow and in the people under the stairs. you know these yeah. are and these are later on and this is all before Scream. This is all yeah. before he got to 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 do Scream. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 really it's a hell of a career that he had. You know, and you look at it, and it's, it reminds me of you know when people talk about Toby Hooper, they think okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They say Poltergeist, but that was more Spielberg. But you know what? There are elements.
1: Poltergeist was my favorite movie.
2: Yeah, the element. Yeah. There are elements of of Toby Hooper in Poltergeist. Yeah, you know. The, 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 the more extreme elements, that's Toby Hooper in that movie. But he also did the fun house. He did Salem's Lot, which for me is the alt, one of the most frightening vampire films ever made. That Salem's Lot, that
1: that uh, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah,
2: it was TV, a television made a for series. yeah, made like a, like a miniseries. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, that is by far my favorite vampire flick of all time.
2: It is there. You, you all know, all the time. You take out the first half where they're doing character development and everything, even though it still kind of works. But yeah. when you get to that second half of that when it's just straight up vampires, uh-huh. that is some of the most frightening. Who can who is ever going to forget that little kid floating outside that window? And scratching, and on, the scratching window. on the window. Scratching on the window. You know? Yeah. Um and then, and, know, and then he, the
1: great thing is you had David soul who, you know, we watched yep. growing up uh, as uh, Starsky, and Hutch, Starsky yeah. and Hutch, yeah. He was Hutch, yeah, Hutch, yeah. right.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And and um and he did Bonnie Life Bedelia, Force, which I think and, Bonnie uh, Bedelia is – James is, is, Mason she was striker, yeah. James Mason was great in that movie. Yeah. I thought okay. James – and and you know what? Who was it? Um, oh, God. Uh, oh, God. I, Jeffrey Lewis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene where he's in that chair.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Ryerson was his name in that film.
2: Yeah, and, uh, and, and, when, and, and when he's sitting there going, teacher, you know, I mean, oh – I've seen Jeffrey Lewis in a lot of things, including the Clint Eastwood, yeah. um, you know, every which way but loose movies yeah. oh, and everything. And the Devil's Rejects. Uh, mm, the- Devil's Rejects, and he was in. That's right. He, he was he was he, he was in the Devil's uh, the Rejects. You see him. Bob, 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 Joe Bob. I don't remember the country <laughs> remember. music guy. The country music yeah. guy, right? Who who uh, who uh, has has the um, misfortune of going to get ice the same time. Yeah, baby. you know, yeah. it's yeah. pretty, yeah. pretty oh, much right. dooms him. Um, but every time I see Jeffrey Lewis, I think of him in that chair, Yeah. just as a vampire
3: yeah.
2: in Salem's lot, because it was, it, uh, you know, it really was, I mean, I remember seeing it on cable. They did a version of it that they released as, as a theatrical film mm-hmm. or the, as a, or a feature length version where they cut out a lot of the scenes at the beginning, you know, with the, with yeah. the character development yeah. and kept all the vampire stuff in. Mm-hmm. I remember coming home from school a beautiful sunny day, and I was petrified yeah. <laughs> sitting there watching Salem's Lot. It scared the hell out of me. Yeah. You know, and this is, it, it, but that's Toby Hooper.
3: Yeah.
2: That's, you know, Toby Hooper is, is considered a one trick pony. Eaten Alive, which I, I think was a, a really good, uh, you know, alligator movie. I guess it was mm-hmm. technically a crocodile,
3: right,
2: um, is what he had in that movie. Toby Hooper's another one, along with Wes yeah. Craven, where he's not one trick ponies. You know,
0: remember how we were talking about the oh, yeah. uh, Kruger? So Sorry, funny. we were looking at IMDb, and there's a we were talking about the homages and
1: you're talking about uh, there's a thing called Pick Your Costume and it's showing the janitor from Scream with the Freddy Krueger. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Salem's Lot. Uh, I remember it was so funny. My uncle was watching that on TV, uh, whenever it was on TV. So we're talking 1979, I was like eight years yeah. old. And I come walking wow. into the living room and he's watching this. And I sat down, actually the whole family was sitting there watching it. And so I sat down and was watching it with them. And that movie absolutely petrified me.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's probably, one, that's probably one of the movies that started my love of horror. Um, I, and I can see, it. I, I can definitely see why. And you know what? It was not early for me. It was on cable. So by that point I had seen, I remember the, the first, the the first two movies I remember seeing on cable, um, uh, horror wise, were Alien and The Shining.
3: Yeah,
2: and I remember I had to sneak in to see The Shining, and I saw it at four in the morning before I went to school. I woke up <laughs> early to sneak in and watch The Shining, and then I had to go to school afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so I was tired and scared <laughs> with that. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, and I but I do remember seeing Salem's Lot. Um, you know, they showed it on cable in that in that uh, sort of uh, abridged version. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's really, you know, those are the movies that, um, especially Salem's I I still think it's one of the best vampire movies ever made. Yeah. You know, without a doubt, it definitely is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great film, you know, in, in seeing that and like, you know, I grew up watching a lot of like classic horror, you know, like house on haunted Hill. In fact, I've got the poster for it
2: back. Awesome. That's Um, an, that's a great poster. That is, you know, you, I love that poster.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I grew up watching House on Haunted Hill. Uh, you know, a lot of those Vincent Price movies, yep. uh, a bunch of the, uh, 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 oh, uh, Castle, uh, Frank Castle. Ne- uh, no, what was uh, William Castle? William Castle. William Castle. William Castle, Castle. yep. Uh, but, you know, a bunch of, a lot of his movies, which I absolutely love. Um, you know, yep. and I even like stuff like <laughs> Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, you know. Oh, yeah, that that's, was that was an early one because that was a great on. movie. So, me too, know, me those too. These movies weren't more, weren't really all that horrific. I mean, they were, but man, once mm-hmm. I saw Salem's Lot, I was hooked.
2: That was where that was where you, and you know what. House on Haunted Hill is my all-time favorite Vincent Price movie, and Vincent Price made a lot of great movies. Yes. House of Wax and and all of those Corman Poe films that he uh-huh. did. Um, but House on Haunted Hill is my favorite because I love his character. Yeah, and I love his character in that movie. I really do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I
2: absolutely Man. love it. I, and and. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. You guys <laughs> go ahead. Like, I don't I think- know
1: what the hell you guys are talking about. Well, no, it's funny. I'm listening.
2: <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm hearing you guys talk about these movies,
0: and some of these I haven't seen the originals, but I've seen the remakes. Right.
2: House on Haunted Hill remake, yeah. Yes, Very which- good. That's a- old, uh Jeffrey Rush. and Jeffrey uh, Rush, yes. I, 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 mm-hmm. And yep. it's not It's not bad. Uh, I didn't Femke dislike him. Famke Jansen. Oh, God, Famke Jansen. She's another Ooh. one. <laughs> the, 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 she was in a movie Famke Jansen was in a movie and uh, if you guys haven't seen it from a few years ago called A Hundred Feet oh I've seen that it's a it's a good movie yeah you know? she's and under she's, house arrest or something like she's that she's under house arrest yeah in the house where she killed her husband only to find that her husband's ghost is there and tormenting her and she's stuck in the house with him. It's a good one. It's a good one. Michael Perret, I think, plays the ghost of Mm. the husband. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, That's
1: That's a good, that's a good one. Those are some of my favorite movies are those ghost
2: story movies, you know? Oh yeah. You know, they're the ones that scare me more than anything. Uh, the the ghost ones, because, and I don't know if it was my Catholic upbringing, uh, you know, but, but there's some, you know, with a, with a strong, you know, that sort of drilled into the afterlife and everything with right. me. And just the idea that somebody could be standing behind me right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> looking yeah. over my shoulder I, is more terrifying I, to me than, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the ghost that,
2: movies that, are the, yeah. the ones that get me the most. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they get me the, the most. They I'm, get me the most too.
1: Whenever I'm searching for movies, like going through, you know, Netflix's nine thousand horror flicks, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. where's the ghost stories. At ghost stories, you Frank know, Sinatra. Uh, the, Fre-
2: uh, Fred, oh, the Fred ghost. Astaire, Stare, I'm sorry, Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire and then the Douglas Fairbanks and yeah. uh, um, who else was in that? Um, oh, who was? The oh, one one God. was uh, oh God. Oh uh, God, Creek? Oh, oh God. Well, um, yeah, I know. She, she played the She played the queen, the queen Borg in first contact. Yes. Alice Krieg. Yes. Alice Krieg. I want to say, Krieg, yeah. Yeah. From, uh, from ghost story. Yes. But I'm trying to remember the other ones. Uh, the other two, um, there, there were four. Uh, yeah.
1: It's, it's uh, John it's Houseman, story. John
2: Houseman. John
1: Houseman. Yeah. Uh, Ghost story. It's, it's an older movie and it's, it's about these four old guys that get together and they, they're talking and telling stories about uh, different things. Well, come find out they had killed a woman and pushed her. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's yep,
2: uh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's pretty. Alice cool. Craig played the woman. Uh, Melvin Douglas was the other one. So it's Fred Astaire, Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., and John Houseman play the yep. uh, play the older. I don't think any of them survived much longer. <laughs> no, unfortunately, no, no, no. after and they there was made a that movie, guy that was uh, Craig Wasson, who Craig, was also yeah. in Nightmare on Elm Street three. Yeah, yeah, yep. He 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 plays uh, he he plays two characters in that one, just like Alice Freed plays two characters, right? Uh, in the in the in Ghost Story. Yeah, that's that's I remember. That's another one that played on cable a you lot. got
1: now. you got JT when going down memory go. lane over here. Oh my god! There you the, go. Yep. The other night I had to, uh, you know, I was just searching for something and I'm skipping along and all of a sudden, oh.
2: George C. Scott and the Changeling. Wow. (laughs) The best, the best seance sequence in any movie. Yes. Yes. Is that one where they're writing on the paper, the person's writing on the Uh paper as they're asking the questions. And then when he plays back the recording of it, he's by himself. Yeah. And he hears what the person is writing on the paper. Very creepy. It's an, it's an amazing movie. George C. Scott is one of those guys and another one that George C. Scott was in The Exorcist 3, which yes. for me yeah. is the true sequel to The Exorcist.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. Take right. Exorcist 2 well, the and, and, and burn very good, but. it. No, burn it and sow it into the ground and pour yeah. salt on it so nothing ever grows again. <laughs> Go from Exorcist to Exorcist 3. That's yeah. the true one, yeah. two in, in, that, in that series. And George C. Scott was nominated for a Razzie. For his performance in that, which just goes to show you, the Razzies don't know what the hell they're talking about. No, no. <laughs> when they're nominating people. in that, and,
1: and George C. Scott. I mean, my God, everything he does is gold.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But, you know,
1: I mean, his character in that was a phenomenal, phenomenal.
2: It, it, it absolutely was. And then, and then Brad Dorf. When
1: when Brad he, go, when he goes when he goes into the the asylum to
2: yes, oh my God. That hole. It, yeah. yeah. it is intense. It is intense. And one of the all time great jump scares yeah. is in Exorcist 3. I think. When they're, when they're shooting down the hallway. And yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. I don't want to get it, but I don't want yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the oh, yeah. all time great jump scares. That movie's still.
0: Even the first one still gets
1: me, dude. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the first one's
2: horrific. Uh, oh. my, my story about the first one is uh, we were over a friend's house on a summer day and uh, and we were trying to figure out what we were going to watch. And, and the night before, my friend had watched The Exorcist. They had it on tape. His brother had to go to bed and his brother's like, let's watch The Exorcist. My friend was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But none of us had seen it. So we're like, yeah, let's see The Exorcist scared the living hell out of me. Oh, Absolutely man. scared the living hell out of me. And I ended up wearing, and I've told this on a few podcasts, I ended up wearing a, a rosary around my neck for a month going to bed.
3: Wow. Yeah, Cause that movie
2: yeah, yeah. scared me so bad. And I remember my mother seeing it and going, Hey, you know, you're going to choke yourself. You can't wear that. And I explained it was because of the exorcist. And she had a moment. She sat down with me and she goes, listen, if you're a good person, the devil will leave you alone. He won't c- possess you. You'll be okay.
3: And I didn't, have the heart,
2: I didn't have the heart to tell her, I'm not afraid of him possessing me. I'm afraid of him possessing you. <laughs> because if he possesses you... Um, I know if it's me, I'm the one spinning and spewing and puking, and I'll be okay with that. If he possesses you, you're throwing me out that damn window. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid of facing the devil, not having the, you know, not meeting the I'm afraid of facing the devil. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Absolutely, Awesome. Yeah, that movie is just.
2: It's one of the great, I mean, it's one of the all-time well, yeah, great I mean, horror films. It really is, yeah. you know, and it's, it pushed it into the mainstream for a while. You know, you yeah, look at yeah. it like Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, horror was getting into the mainstream. And unfortunately, like I was saying, the topic we're talking about today, um, the slashers are what sort of got it booted out of the mainstream, yeah, if you yeah, think about it. Unfortunately, as much as we love them, and I do love them, and I'll continue to love them, and I'll watch as many of them as I can. You know, it's yeah. just, it, they're they're comfort food. They're yeah. horror comfort food, in a way. You know, these these films... Uh, but it is also the one that got it booted out of the mainstream and they still just haven't quite cracked it back in there yet with with um uh, with with critics and, and and whatnot it's getting close critic wise mm-hmm. people are starting to realize hey there's some interesting things being done in the horror genre now yeah, yeah see you, you know, know?
0: you know what though it's, it's crazy too because like uh <laughs> this is we have the same opinion on this movie but you know a lot of people were like oh man uh hereditary is just way more scared than The Exorcist. Mm. And I'm just like, I, I I don't understand how that can no. be a thought. I, I, had,
2: I really liked Hereditary, but I'll be honest with you, I, people had built it up for me. That's one of the movies people have built up for me as one of the scariest movies ever. Yeah, and I'm just... It just didn't quite get there at for at me. All, it no, it, it no. wasn't. It wasn't one of the scariest movies. I like it. It's well-made and it's creepy, but it's not... And again, I think I heard the hype before I saw the movie yeah. and it See, affected that's how it my viewing
1: too. The first time I watched yeah, that I, movie, I couldn't stand it. I was really,
2: like, I, I got to go back and watch it again. I do. I I, I think I owe it a rewatch yeah. because it was enough about it that I liked, yeah. you know? Um, well, but well I, I went back just,
1: and I watched it a second time and the second time I watched mm-hmm. it, I, I get it. I, I get what they're doing there. And I appreciate mm-hmm.
2: it, you know? Hmm.
1: But yeah, now, I'll, I, say,
2: I'll say I liked Midsummer enough that it made me want to go back and watch Hereditary again. Because really? I didn't, I went into Midsummer I did. I really did like Midsummer because I liked where they were going with it. Now, Ari Asher has his own pace. He has his own style, apparently, and that's what he's going to adhere to. But yeah. I liked what he was doing in Midsummer to the point that it made me want to go back and watch Hereditary again.
1: Right. Now, see, I never made it all the way through Midsummer really Uh, okay i made it about 30 40 minutes in and and it was weird i was watching it one day uh and my wife happened to come home while i was watching it so i just kind of paused it when she walked in and we were talking and you know one thing led to another and i turned it off and i just never got back to it okay i I just couldn't get into it, it it to me was like that movie mother uh, they were being like a
2: little artsy farty It was being a little art. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, mother you know. is what the Bible basically yeah. playing out in front of you, you know, and you, right. you pick that up eventually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That I can. I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I definitely see that. But,
1: but again, I, I
2: probably I, need to go finish that movie, though. Oh yeah, I love the fact that that you get these. It's funny because we're and I've said it before. We're we are living in the golden age of art. I think we are. I think because we're getting so many new voices. We're getting so many new perspectives on horror now. Yeah. You know, we're still getting people giving us what we love.
3: Yeah. You
2: know, the the sort of candy that we're talking about tonight. We're getting that still, and we're getting other things as well. And we're getting artisans. Like, I think Jordan Peele, when you look at what he did with directing, um, with, with Get Out and what he did in Us, I think some of what he was showing in that is approaching Hitchcock level as far as directing and controlling and what he was doing. He was a big fan of Hitchcock. Yeah, and and you see it. You see it in his style. That opening scene in Us where he's shooting down from from the little girl's perspective, shooting up, and you don't necessarily hear what the parents are saying, and she's following along, and then she wanders off. That is shot brilliantly. That yeah. is a brilliantly shot opening sequence, and it pulls you in. It yeah. pulls you right into the film. Absolutely.
0: See, that um, we talk about it on here all the time. Our feeling, you know, for stuff that we like, we feel that James Wan really saved horror for us.
2: Uh, James Wan, absolutely, with 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 you know what well, was with Saw um, yeah. Dead what ones. he Dead Silence. You know what. It's funny because I had so many problems with Dead Silence, but it still scared the hell out of me. It's a scary movie. You know, it's a freaky, scary movie. I didn't like what they did. Some of the things with the dolls like, okay, well, he's got a box. Why is he sitting it on the table staring at him as he sleeps? Why doesn't he put the damn doll back in the box? box, What's in the box? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's a scary movie. It scares yeah. you, and it does work on that level. Yeah. It will scare you. Every problem I had with it, it didn't matter. And then, of course, he goes into the Conjuring universe. Oh, yeah. And you know, say what you want about that husband-wife team. Yeah. And I'm forget why, why am I Ed forgetting the name Warren. right now? Ed Lorraine Warren. Ed Lorraine Warren. Say what you want. It's like Oh, they were frauds. All this stuff. I don't care. I don't care about the real Ed Lorraine Warren. I like the Ed and Lorraine Warren in these movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and call them something else if you want, because I, I think Patrick Wilson and and um, and Vera, Vera Farmiga, they're do a great yeah. yeah, they do a great job. Yeah. In, in those films. And I like the fact that they are the constant going through it. The first mm-hmm. two movies Correct. in that, you know worked for me and they're part of the reason why and i'm really looking forward to the third one i thought it was very interesting that they used amityville horror as the opening of the second one and not giving it a movie of its own
1: you know that's exactly what i said to ryan when whenever they first announced the trailer for that and Mm -hmm. then we sat here and we watched the trailer for it and the first words out of my mouth is what the fuck are they thinking (laughs) yeah i thought for sure they were going with amityville horror um, yeah, that, and, exactly. And they go with a story that doesn't really mean anything to anybody. Um, right. <laughs> but I have watched the trailer for this new movie, and I'm intrigued. It looks really good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking See, forward
2: to it. I'm. I'm in.
0: I really. I. I just James Wan really. You know, when I first saw Conjuring when it came out, I was like, God, this gave me Exorcist feelings
1: again. Yeah. yeah, like the way exactly. with the hands
0: clapping, you know, right oh, next. Oh my I god! Mean, I mean,
1: jeez. I, I will, it's, it's, I will <laughs> sit here and tell you both right now <laughs> and the whole friggin' world that The Conjuring saved horror. That's the way I feel I, I, you know. The I, I think, came I, I think out they in 2013 mm-hmm, and yeah. horror was kind of uh, you know on the downslide, and then The Conjuring came out, and I I truly believe. I actually put up a huge post on Facebook about that movie because a lot of people were complaining about it. And I'm like, look, for once in, in a long, long time, us horror fans have a movie that is number one in the box office.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's a great movie. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you. And I, I, I agree. I agree. I was in my top 10 for that year. I know that because it was a, it's a really frightening movie. I actually took my son and a friend of his to see World War Z. Yeah, when yeah. that was out which was out the, like just before I think mm-hmm. The Conjuring because as we're sitting there watching World War Z which my, my son was, he's not a horror fan yeah. but he actually really liked World War Z because there's action yeah, in that it's, yeah. it's, more it's, it's, action. It's, it's more of an action type of film but they showed a three minute trailer for The Conjuring he was more petrified Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting in that three-minute trailer for The Conjuring. I looked at him. He kept covering his eyes. He was, covering, he was putting his hands up to his face during the three minutes of the trailer for The Conjuring than the whole two-plus hours. Yeah, World you know, eight. and you can tell um, that James Wan got a lot of his
0: influence from Carpenter.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: the way yeah. he used
1: his atmosphere, the atmosphere,
0: the, the, camera mu-
2: angles the music, the music. Everything. The mm-hmm. music was
1: perfect for
2: the – It was. It you absolutely
0: know, was. I, I just, to me personally, and like JT said, for, for us, we really feel like that movie really saved horror for us and really brought it back, you know.
2: It's, it, it really did. And then you know what? Then you start to get into the in, independent things, you know, like, um, like It Follows, which I thought yes. had an awesome yeah. concept. Yeah. It yeah. really had an awesome concept with that movie. Um, and I agree. I think that, that people have been building on it. And there's all different types of horror now. Yep. you know it's there's not just there's not just horror anymore there are different types of horror yeah you know when when you get into Ari Ash, he has a certain type of horror jordan mm. peele has his own take on horror and um oh god who was the actor uh, the, or the director um she did the babadook but then she did a really good movie nightingale oh uh from uh, i'm looking her up now i'm trying to to, to get her name here about- jennifer kent jennifer yeah, kent. yeah 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 you know jennifer kent um I think uh, is is another one has a really interesting take on her and that's what I love about it. Now is you're getting new voices, you're getting people who maybe back in the eighties would have never gotten a chance.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hey, since you're on her her page, did was she part of that Double X movie?
2: Oh, I think she. You know what? I'm thinking she was. You know that X movie
1: was yes. all female
2: directors. Let me take a look. Let me look at director. What we are talking about. I know we were talking about Oh, I don't s I know I don't see her listed here. I don't okay. see her listed here with, with the with the XX. Let me see who was though. Because there were some great segments in that movie. There were. There were. I wanna see who who actually well, you know, was part you know of what's that. What's cool one. about
0: it too is that you know, now we're getting back to we're gonna have the down the road twenty years from now, people will be like, Oh, James Wan, like we're talking about Carpenter. Yeah. You know yep. you're absolutely yeah. right
2: I think you you're get, right. Absolutely. You get those- absolutely
0: you get those those directors, you
2: know. Absolutely, and you're right. I think James Wan is going to be up there. I think Jordan Peele has the potential. I'm really anxious. to see. Yeah. I don't know if he directed. Did he direct Candyman. I think he did direct Candyman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I'm really anxious to see what, yeah. what he does with uh, with with Candyman. You know, you're always talking about um, uh, the uh, the directors. The the five directors are Roxanne Benjamin, Sophia Carrillo, Karen Kusama. Karen Kusama is the one. Uh, Her Only Living Son, which I really like that. St. Yes. Uh, uh, Vincent.
3: That, I agree.
2: I agree. And then uh, Javanka Vukovic. Karen Kasama is another one because she also did, uh, God, The Invitation. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Which I thought was a really, really good movie. I really liked The Invitation. She did that one. Um, uh, oh, interesting. She did Destroyer, which I think I Nicole Kidman it wasn't horror. Um but I thought it was kind of an interesting movie not not as good, not as yeah. good as the invitation, or right. even a segment of triple x um but and jennifer 's body wow, she Ooh, directed jennifer 's body. body
1: that's a great one yeah see and you what? Know, yeah. that's why I was thinking of that XX thing yeah because she had done jennifer 's body we did a yes. whole episode on jennifer 's body, and I absolutely love that movie
2: jennifer 's body you know what it's funny because i don 't I, I, I don't for me. I like Amanda Seyfried more than I like Megan Fox in that movie. Yeah. And I don't want to take anything away from Megan Fox. I don't think Megan Fox was bad yeah, in the close. movie. I don't. <laughs> True. Yeah. But I, I think Amanda Seyfried was sort of the standout in that. Right. You know what I always think of? She's when got I, when a new I think movie of,
1: coming out. Uh, something, Let me see. something Hidden. So, oh, what the hell is
2: that? Let me see. I'm actually on her page here now. Things Heard and Seen.
1: Things Heard and uh, Seen.
2: I've watched uh, seen. that. Uh, I watched a little trailer on that, and it looks really good too. That's another horror. Yeah, that's coming yeah. out. Uh, nice. Oh, Sherry Springer-Berman and Robert Pulcini are the yeah. writers directors of that. And and you know what? What I for them they directed one of my favorite movies of the two thousands, American Splendor. And that's nice. nothing to do with horror. Nothing yeah, yeah, to do yeah. with horror. I know. But what I movie love you're American about. Splendor. Yeah, I love American Splendor. The uh, the um, uh, Harvey Picard movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what i first heard them and it's great to see them getting into horror Um, the the movie that just came out um my number one horror movie of 2020 which was um anything for jackson okay i have not watched that yet i'll tell you what definitely put it on there i love anything for jackson that was my number one horror movie of 2020 the writer and director of that prior to that were making hallmark christmas movies (laughs) go figure uh, so you're getting people breaking into the genre now from yeah. outside of the genre. Yeah, I'll man. tell you I, I, it's it's exciting. Yeah. It's an exciting time to be a horror. Fan. Oh yeah, definitely. I it like really, having yes. um I like
0: getting the female perspective too. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know. absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something that back in unfortunately in the 80s you didn't mm-hmm. always get. Now there were there were some I mean um who was it? Um you you had was it Barbara Peters I think who directed Humanoids from the Deep? Um you had um you know Pet Cemetery. Oh god, I keep trying to remember the um the director of the original Pet Cemetery in the Pets. It yeah. Every time someone says <laughs> Pet Cemetery, it
0: automatically pops in my head.
2: Yeah. You know, and oh. I'm sure, yeah, and it's um oh god, who is it? It is uh Mary Lambert directed okay. you know Pet okay. Cemetery in 1989. So yeah. you definitely did have um uh you know, women working in the genre, but they just didn't get the opportunities. Now they're yeah. getting a ton of opportunities and telling the stories they want to tell. And that's the thing, you it brings know, women into the, into the genre. It, it does. It brings women into the genre and, and you're really seeing that, hey, you know what? It's a shame. What were we missing out on before yeah. when they no. weren't getting the opportunity? You yeah, know, yeah. even with 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 African Americans, there was a time period there where people were like, no, don't even put them on the poster. Don't put African American characters. Don't make the you can't make them the main character. No one's going to want to go see the movie. Jordan Peele proved that was bullshit. Oh
0: man, what about uh, freaking the remake of uh, Night of Living Dead?
2: Yeah, right. Dude, with, come with, on, with, man. That absolutely. And that's Tom Savini. Tom Savini directed the the 1990 uh, Night of the Living Dead. Still one of my favorites. That that's one
0: of mine when I really want to get nostalgic with myself. That's the one I I throw that on and watch
2: it, you know. They, well, they they gave us a they gave us a different um they gave us a different in that one. Yes. You know, when and the original Night of the Living Dead, let's be honest, as much as I love it, it's one of my favorite films. You want to slap barber a few times. Yes. It's <laughs> it was a like, snap out of it already. Yeah, you know you're, oh, you're just yeah. sort of hovering around in the background you got a different one obviously in 1990s uh what is it patricia tallman yeah in, in one, I, you know it's funny
0: i was watching um uh oh i was watching criminal minds uh j- just we just watched and blow episodes i was on vacation and there was a, a episode with uh her in it she's a pilot Ooh. In one of the episodes. I was like, holy
2: crap.
1: That's a nice." from, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, and Tom, Tom Towles is in it. I can't see Tom Towles without thinking A, um, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and B, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Every time I see him, those are the two movies that I think of. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, that's another, that's another good rant. It's another one that doesn't get the uh, credit it deserves, I don't think. You know, and it's Tom Savini who directed that one.
0: That's an awesome one for me, man. You know.
2: I enjoy that one too.
0: Yeah, it, it's crazy. I, I'm such uh, I'm younger but I watch all this older stuff yeah. and everyone's like, "What do you watch?" Like people my age are like, "Huh?" I'm like, "Dude, check this movie out." And they're they're like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Come on, how can you not appreciate this, you know?" Yeah. Come
2: on. But um, now that you know, it's funny. That's the great thing about the horror community is that No, I say you, we're going to start losing it. you go you know, you you go back and delay here
0: well i want to make
2: uh, yeah i might we're losing a little bit i think Our i might be on, unstable oh okay yeah, and I'll i I, I, wrote, I only got my i just i just noticed i got four percent left on my phone all right right, yeah, i started with 100 percent here yeah we had That's a real quick though
1: i want to mention that uh, yeah you know the greg nicotero who was uh you know of course responsible for the yeah. walking dead and now the new creep show he's mm-hmm. on shutter a lot of people don't know that he studied under Tom Savini. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes,
2: and that's, that's why right. A lot and of th- his makeup effects look the way they do. So Look the way they do. Right. The man. And that's why these guys, I, yeah, absolutely. And these are the ones, I wish they were still doing practical. The, the CGI oh, yeah. is just, when you don't have $100 million, if you're going to make a Marvel movie, you can do the CGI well. Yeah, you know, you're gonna you're gonna throw three hundred million dollars at it. You're gonna do it well. Yeah, you're gonna throw ten million. It's gonna look like hell. And unfortunately, horror does not get the budget that you're gonna get for a Marvel movie. They just don't give it to them because you don't have to. You don't need stars in a horror movie to draw in the crowds. You don't need them to put. You know, like Tom Cruise's the Mummy. Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe in the Mummy. They were they were a detriment as opposed to a plus in that movie. Right. You know.
1: Right.
0: Right. Yeah, man. I gotta tell you. We could be talking forever, but Dave, this was I awesome know.
1: having you on tonight, well, man. You yeah, thank you. It was great, and you're awesome to talk to man.
2: Thank you. I had a blast. It was it was great, and I, I like you said, I I'm glad you guys say you 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 don't mind going off on tangents because I think we did that pretty much today. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, yeah dude, we did it. it
0: all night. We love it. it. <laughs> we love it. But well, hey, man, we appreciate you coming Ready? on, and uh, I'm sure we'll be getting awesome. hold of you again. Cool. I, I'm sure, definitely. But before your phone dies.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we better catch you on Anytime, here. anytime. I would love it. All right, <laughs> man, brother. We'll be reaching out to you. Yep. Yeah, cool. I, I, had a, I had a blast. Oh, I I had a blast. Thank you so much, guys. It was great. Bye All right, brother. We'll see time. you, man. See Bye-bye.